Welcome to PowerPlay. I'm Rick Budd, and in Port Ruby, I'm the Game Master. What you're about to hear is the audio from our Twitch stream. If you'd like to watch the show, it's live on Sundays at 5 p.m. Pacific on Twitch TV slash QTimes, or you can catch up with our archives on YouTube. For more information, follow us on Twitter at PowerPlayRPG. Hello, uh, welcome to PowerPlay. I am uh, your GM, Rick Bud, uh, and uh, these uh, three um, wonderful people you see before you. Uh, hang on, just getting the thing. Okay, these three wonderful. Who we are. Yeah, no, I'm uh, sorry. I had to start my timer, or else you know I've got to remember no, to no, take a break. Good. You know. So, uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not good at judging time as it goes by in game. Like sometimes. And then it goes beep, 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 beep. And it's always when you're talking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that know. beep, 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 beep. Life is about trade-offs. Beep, 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 beep for years now. <laughs> the person who loves the beep, 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 beep is uh, Sam DeLev, our uh, Cadrax Eversinger. And uh, the person who uh, uh, just tried to come from me there was B-Zelda, our Ulez Galley. And uh, uh, the person who hasn't said anything yet is Caitlin Bruder, our Benny Beckett. Hello. Um, Omar Najam is not here this week. Uh, he is once again off doing Omar things, things we can only dream about, um, I assume. Uh, but I want to throw a special thanks out to Jake and Lauren and the mods and everyone at Q Times. It is only by virtue of you doing what you do that we can do what we do. Um, and we are super grateful for it. Uh, your subs and your bits help support Q Times, and your donations to the tip jar you see there on the bottom help support uh, the people you see on screen. Um, that is our Feed the Cast Fund. And um, to that end, we have got some rewards. As usual, uh, if we get to $50, a point of community determination. Uh, by my count, I think the team has two points of community determination now. And I think there are only other two points of determination out on the board. So determination, as always, going at a premium. Uh, so $50 community determination. And if we get to $150, the mysterious benefactor. In-game, our team has a mysterious benefactor who can get them cool gifts wherever they might happen to be in time or space. Outside the game, we know that that mysterious benefactor is you, the chat. So far this season, you have given the team a healing elixir, a single-use holographic disguise generator, a gym pass that gave them plus one to a physical attribute, a single-use nanotechnology spray-on armor, single-use memory pruner, which is like kind of a men in black neuralizer. Um, yes, Sam, I know, they're real. Single-use portal generator, a single-use sensory accelerator uh, that prevents you from being surprised. Um, and this week, if we get to $150, chat can provide Benny Beckett with a fireproof superhero style bodysuit. Um, it is fireproof. I get to keep my clothes because of a joke yes. we made last episode. <laughs> it is fireproof and it is lava proof and uh, La Benny unfortunately lost her fireproof clothing and I do not want to have to keep uh, making poor Benny um, uh, cover her nakedness in fire. So um, the, the bodysuit comes in, in black but it is easily uh, alterable and dyeable. So when you get to Back to the Future or wherever you're going, um, you know, ultimately uh, you can make it look what, like whatever you want. You turn it into Benny's super suit. So yeah, Benny Beckett gets a fireproof, lava-proof, superhero-style bodysuit. Um, and if we get to $250, the after credits lore drop a revealing glimpse of some important but previously unseen part of our story or universe. You can always see these tiers in chat with the command unlocks. 
And if you can't support us by donating, you can help us by liking and commenting on YouTube videos and sharing our tweets and help promote the show and stuff. And uh, we really appreciate that. And we uh, we also really appreciate uh, the fan art you all have done for us um, that never, never stops kind of melting our hearts. So thank you to everyone who does that. And um, now you can get Power Play merchandise. There are t-shirts and stickers with Caitlin's wonderful character art, both the original version and the updated versions uh, and, and, and the, our Power Play logo by our friend Hector Lowe. Uh, and uh, all that is available at uh, the Q Times uh, Stream Element Store um, that, that, uh, that does not, I repeat, does not mint NFTs. So uh, Stream Element Store, Jake will pump that link into chat for you. The game we play here is called Icons. It is published by Ad Infinitum Adventures, and it was created by a righteous fellow named Steve Kenson. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at S. Kenson. Yeah, he's great. Um, uh, the book edition that I have yeah, is published by Green Ronin. They've been sold out of it forever. I don't know if it's ever coming back, but you can get it in PDF. Uh, and I think sometimes you can get like print to PDF versions directly from Ad Infinitum. Highly recommend it. It's a fantastic system. Um, you can follow the show at PowerPlay RPG on Twitter and Instagram. PowerPlay is now available as a podcast uh, for the podcast inclined. Check that out wherever fine pods are casted. In. Um, now, also, Omar is doing all sorts of incredible things in the Discord. Um, he is running the Port Ruby Poetry Review. Omar is writing poems, and we've got poems by Drac and by Liz, and, and, and there are some poems by some other cool folks coming up soon. Um, so check out the Port Ruby Poetry Review in the Discord. Omar has also been doing the super villain origin stories that you all unlocked during our last charity game. They are incredible, like literally Taylor-written supervillain origin stories by one of the writers of Ms. Marvel. Uh, so please go read them. They are amazing. Omar is like the friggin' best. Um, and especially relevant for today, Omar wrote an entire mystery novel in character as Vion Vigor. It's called The Maritime Mystery at the Crescent Cottage. You can download the, whole, download the whole thing as a PDF at Discord. I literally just reposted it, you know, like 20 minutes ago. Uh, it is one of the first books, books that Vion ever wrote, maybe the first. So uh, it, it, you know, it exists as a, work, uh, as a work of fiction within the Power Play universe and within our own universe, technically making it multiversal. And it's straight um, up actually good, y'all. Oh, read it because it's a good book. Like, yes, Omar wrote it, and we're biased because we love Omar, but we're also correct because it's good. It's so good. It's book. He wrote so a book. Much. He hadn't written a book before, and he's just like, Lamau, I'll write a book. And then he did. Yeah, it's so much better than it has any business being, but it's like, that's Omar for you, you know? Um, so, yeah, go check out the book. Um, and uh, those are the announcements. Time for Power Play. Which is not very nice of them. Previously on Power Play. Um, 
The necklace that uh, Benny got from Althea the Enlightenist sent Benny back in time to her family on November 15th, 2020. With help from Miranda Vorton, the team was able to follow her. Reunited in Bellwood, Michigan, they found themselves saving Benny's childhood friend Priya Singh from the Crowman. The Crystal Next sent them uh, to the old western town of Grave Glen in the year 1871, where they helped Sheriff Virgil Wheeler save a man named Maynard Ben Dixon, um, an implied ancestor of Vion's good friend Destiny Ben Dixon. Next, they found themselves in a covert NSA research facility in Washington, D.C., where they helped their old friend Molly Darnell prove she didn't steal a huge shipment of N technology from a secure warehouse. And in the process, they gave Molly's boss, guy named only as Bob, uh, um, the idea to build a superhero team of his own. The next stop was in Port Ruby's Bray Square, only instead of their own time, the team landed somewhere in the 1930s, where they helped the, a star choir refugee named Chrysendra wriggle out from under the thumb of the gangster Twister Whitlow. They then jumped to Colorado in 2005, where they helped a young telekinetic boy and his teenage brother avoid being captured by agents of end. Uh, the kids later turned out to be Lila Pendry's nephews. Along the way, Benny came into close proximity to her younger self, warping reality such that Benny was able to give herself her own powers. The team then jumped again, only this time when they landed, they all found themselves in separate locations, except for Vion. For him, everything just went black. That's where we're going to pick up, but it looks like we have unlocked the first tier. Thank you so much, everybody. That gives you three points of community determination and sets us on the road to Benny getting her lava-proof bodysuit. Yes, helps Benny use her powers without losing her clothes. Um, so... Benny, just to remind everybody, uh, Benny, you found yourself on a short, rickety boardwalk that runs along a narrow beach facing what you assume is the ocean. Uh, the sun was low in, is low in the sky. You can tell it was early morning. Some ways to the east, you can make out a dock jutting into the water, and to the west, there was some kind of a boatyard. Your teammates were nowhere in sight. Ulez, you were... You found yourself alone on a hilltop, surrounded by a flat, grassy plain, bordered by a moody chestnut oak forest. Ahead of you was a dilapidated wooden fence, and just beyond it, an old graveyard with maybe 20 tombstones in it. Cadrax, you were standing alone on a stone pass surrounded by pine trees. You smelled salt in the air. You could hear waves crashing and seagulls. Uh, ahead of you was a modest little building with a sign above its double doors, that read Crescent Cottages. And Cadrax, while you are taking that in, a voice behind you says, uh, don't take this the wrong way, but you look like you haven't changed your clothes since 1935. You turn... 37? You turn and see a sharply dressed woman, who I will say is played by Rachel Weiss, um, sitting on a nearby bench. She is smoking a cigarette and kind of looking you over. Goldie Wolf, I'm a writer. And uh, you are? A surgeon. Hmm. It is nice to meet you. I come here for inspiration. I, I always felt this island would make a great setting for a mystery, and I'd love to be the one who writes it. 
What brings you here, Doctor? I look forward to finding out. Mm. She holds out a box of cigarettes. Cigarette? They're menthols. I am a surgeon. A doctor who doesn't smoke. Hmm. You know, you strike me as a very interesting person. If you uh, feel like being friends, I'm in cabin 29. And she gets up and uh, walks away. What do you want to do, Cadrax? Ask several questions, but for now... You you want to try and catch her before she leaves? She's walking away. Oh, no, because although I want to watch, uh, ask questions, I need to find my allies. That is of the utmost importance. So any time I would be spending talking to this intriguing, but health misinformed woman uh, is better spent. So what do you want to do? How far is she now? Um, let's say she's 50 feet away. Uh, 20 feet away. She's not the flash, you know. Um. (laughs) I will give it a brief moment before I fly up. You take to the sky and you see you are on an island. Um, it is off the coast of wherever it is you are. Uh, and the island is fairly small, maybe, you know, maybe two miles of the whole diameter of the whole thing. Um, it looks to be some kind of, yeah, tell you what, give me, um, give me an intellect roll. Ooh. All right, you know what? One on the first roll is a bad sign. I'm changing die right now. Yo, max die. Let's go. Twelve. It looks to be some kind of, uh, you know, resort kind of place, you know. Um, you, you have seen, you have seen stuff like this on TV. You've heard other doctors talk about resort towns and things like that. You can see beaches, you can see boats, you can see, uh, you know, just general tourist trappy kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, and you start flying around looking to see if you can, um, uh, oh wait, you got max die. So you said you got a 12. Yes. Okay. From the makes and the models of the cars that you see in the streets, you would guess that you are probably sometime in the 1940s. Ah, I was not as insulted as I thought with the wardrobe. and uh and you start flying around looking to see if you can find your friends um ulez as you look around you notice a sign on the fence that reads uh guest pensit ridge cemetery okay and then from behind you a voice all right where are your buddies oh Oh, uh, oh, we greet you. And and you turn around and you see what appears to be a, a young sheriff's deputy. I would say he uh, cast him with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, and uh, his <laughs> his name tag identifies him as a deputy G.E. Baker. Um, and he kind of looks you over and says, 
What in the world are you wearing? Uh, an outfit? What are you wearing? A uniform. And it kind of like looks closely at your face. Who, who are you under there? Take, take that mask off and let me see your face. Oh, very well. We are all as galley. Do you require our designation? And they'll take their helmet off. And, and he kind of, uh, uh, and, and he kind of takes a step back and he's just, okay, I know you're not from around here. Oh, no, we are not. Uh, have you, uh, by chance, located my allies? They are also not from around here. Your allies? Correct. There, there are more of you? Two, three more. Did you come to invade the planet or something? Oh, no. That is rarely a successful endeavor, uh, at least by my account for Earth. Uh, we are simply here to explore and then find our way home. Explore? Oh, you're here for the 4th of July festival this weekend. Uh, wh what is the purpose of this festival again? Purpose of the 4th of July? Correct. Uh, what, I mean, today is the 4th of July. Uh, the festival goes all weekend. It's, uh, you know, to celebrate the birth of our nation. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Yes, ah, to birth a nation. We cannot even imagine. But, well, Mr. Baker, we must ask, what year is it? Uh, what, what, what year is it? It's, it's 1941. Excellent. We thank you. You seem like you are an individual with a lot of presence and mystery-solving skills. If you require any assistance, just shout for Ulez Galli and we might hear you. But until then, take care. Exist well, and they'll just walk away. And, and, and you start to walk away, and he's like, um, uh, and kind of back on. runs up behind you, and he's sort of like, we we had had some reports of young people drinking and smoking up here. Did you see anything like that? Oh no, we just arrived. Ah, well, the cemetery's closed right now, so uh, technically you're trespassing. But uh, apologies, I, I, I could let you off with a warning, but don't come back up here again. Uh, could could you locate me to an area where humans congregate? Yeah, I, I, humans kind of, uh, Yeah, I, I suppose I can give you a ride back to town. Um, that would be brilliant. Where are you staying? Right here, but we wanted to move. But you wanted to... Well, we'll, 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 we'll figure so, something, something out okay. uh, on the way. Well, we um, thank you. We... Uh, yeah, no, uh, you're we well we you're you're welcome. You uh, uh, come on, and uh, he takes you to you know an old police cruiser. You know, a classic. What would be a now a classic car? Um, oh, if I'm seeing this correctly, I believe we have opened up the mysterious benefactor tier. Thank you hey, so much, everyone. It's the benefactor. Yes. Ah. Oh my god, I'm dead. Why was it not called that from the beginning, the benefactor? Pat jokes about it sometimes, but this one really is the mysterious benefactor kit. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, Benny, you're gonna have that. Uh, your your fireproof, lava-proof bodysuit. Um, 
So you get into the sheriff's car and uh, he drives you away towards mm-hmm. the town. Benny, while you are looking around, you hear a voice yelling, help, somebody help, somebody help. Well, that's theoretically what I'm here for. So I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm going to see it, what's up. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's a kid's voice and it sounds oh. like it's coming from somewhere way down on the beach. Uh, what do you want to do? I, I start running. If a little kid needs help, yeah, I'm going to go. Okay. You leap down into the sand and uh, start following the sound of the voice. And down the beach, you see uh, a little girl running in your direction, waving her arms in a panic. She looks maybe 12 years old. She's wearing a plaid dress that probably strikes you as, you know, fairly old-timey. Um, and she, it's my brother. He swam out there and I got distracted. And when I looked up, he was gone. I think he's drowning. You have to help him. Oh, point me, point me, point me, point me where. And, and, and she just like points sort of straight out uh, uh, towards towards like a buoy that's kind of floating, you know, I don't know, maybe 30 yards offshore. Okay. Um, I think I'm still wearing like a parka. I was given like a pants and like a sweater or something or like a shirt. What am I? What, what? I want to take the coats off, obviously. But like, yeah, like, like a snowsuit, right? Yeah. Yeah, so but I had, like, I was given like pants and a sweater or something too. So I'm sure. So I'm just going to, yeah, I want to take the snowsuit off. <laughs> okay. You get rid of the parka and uh, you run into yeah. the water right where she was pointing. Um, and she's, I, I don't see him anymore. He was there. He was there. And uh, you dive in and start mm-hmm. to swim. Benny, give me a strength roll. Okay. Right. Here we go. Okay. Uh, 11? Okay. Then give me a coordination roll. Okay. Oof. I'm a lot of ones today. Eight? Eight. Okay. Um, you dive in and you swim for the spot she was pointing. Um, the water is warmer than you would think, and uh, the waves a little more forceful than they looked. Um, but you are able to manage it. Uh, you are not the best swimmer and not the most at home in the water I know. Um, But with the determination you've got, you are able to make your way out there and you dive beneath the surface and kind of open your eyes to look around. And uh, after, after checking a couple of times, you spot a little boy. He is maybe eight years old. His leg is caught in what looks like a net um, that is tethered uh, somehow to the bottom and he's struggling to get loose from it. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go get to him. I'm gonna try to, like, yank it apart. Uh, give me a strength roll. Okay. Uh, uh, okay, that's uh, 12? You pull on that thing as hard as you can, and you, uh, you're you not able to tear the fibers. Those nets are made, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. very strong. But you are able to just okay. pull it just enough so Loose that his enough? leg can okay. slide out from it. And uh, he, as soon as you do, like, he, he kind of, like, sinks a little bit. You can see he's exhausted from struggling. I, gra- I grab him, and we're, I, I get, you know, feet on the ground and kick, like, up as, like, off the ground as fast as hard as I can to get us upward. Yeah, and you surface, and he kind of takes like a deep breath, <gasps> and you Hi. swim him. We're gonna go back. Yeah, we're gonna get you out of here. Yeah, towards the shore, and um, as you. Oh, how make young your way, is this kid? Did you say? About eight. Oh gosh, so little. Um, and as you 
make your way in. The little girl comes running to you. Is he okay? Is he okay? And, and so let's see, let's see. And we'll see if he's he's conscious breathing, coughing up water. Um, he, he is coughing up water, but breathing. Okay, and yeah. I mean, as long as if he's coughing, that's good. That's good. <laughs> the girl hugs him, and, and you look at them sitting in the sand, and uh, you get a little bit of deja vu. You, you have seen this boy and this girl sitting yeah, in the sand have. before, long ago, when uh, Vion shared yeah. his postcog of, uh, of your necklace with you. Yes. Um, and as you are looking at that, Cadrax swoops down from the sky and lands on the beach next to you. Oh my god, um, that's amazing, Doctor. I need your help, really quick. And I'm gonna. Um, this is. I didn't catch their names. We're busy. Um, this little and guy. And the little had boy's a, about to say something, and the little girl puts a hand in front of his mouth. We're not supposed to talk to strangers. You don't have to. That's okay. But um, this is my friend. They're a doctor, and I think your little brother might need to be double checked out. Is that okay? Uh, we don't need your names okay. if you don't want to give them. That's okay. I just want. But the, I'm going to be watching you. Please do. That's very good and just and responsible of you. Greetings, miniature humans. <laughs> and, and and the little boy says, "Greetings." I'm going to examine you now. Cadrax, give me a medical roll. Of course. <laughs> oh no. Abigail's the pediatrician. Okay. They're very okay. different. Uh, you, seven. You start. No, eight, sorry. Eight. Okay. You start looking him over, and while you're making your examination, you hear a car horn, uh, 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 and you turn and you see like a sheriff's car just driving up um, the road next to the boardwalk, and um, it stops. The door pops open, and out pops Ula's galley. Ah, these are my allies. I'm gonna say to Baker, and 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 he looks out the window and he's like, "Huh, just uh, regular uh, human folk." Um, well, gonna be keeping my eye on you. Oh, thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Um, is everything okay over there? I'll kind of shout down because it looks a little tense. It's not like happy children. Yeah, one of them's like, it looks drenched in water. <laughs> uh, that is a question under examination at this moment. Greetings, ally. Huh. Uh, ben, Benny sees their- you getting out of a cop car. It is like, is uh, everything okay, officer? Deputy? He's trying to like see this kid says he is. <laughs> Uh, and the deputy just kind of picks up his hat and waves it at you on the beach. And uh, he's like, uh, good luck, uh, Ule's galley. And uh, yes. he gets back in his car and drives away. Wow, very helpful police officer. Two small children with a bunch of strangers <laughs> who are soaking wet in, in marginal distress. Good good job, dude. Okay. Did you have expectations otherwise? No, that's fair. I just hope, I think, every time. But it's never, you know, it's, it's what they're the supposed 40s. to do. It's kind of the 40s. Everyone's very trusting. Yeah. yeah, and the kids don't. Also, like the kids just get to run around. Like they don't. Yeah. It's not as. <laughs> not that kids no, they do not have to run around. This one needs to stay here. This one needs to chill out. Yes. It appears undamaged. Yeah, Cadrax, you finish your examination, and as far as you can tell, he seems okay. Uh, he is not choking. He is not. You know, it's uh, asphyxiating or anything. 
there are a few issues, but time will naturally resolve those issues, like uh, being too small. That's fair. Mm. Are you supposed to be somewhere else? I don't know what time of year, day, or etc. That or all time. July fourth, nineteen forty-one. Okay, so no summer and no supervision, or no, no school and no supervision. That checks out. Okay, do you need to be anywhere? Are you good? We're not supposed to talk to strangers. And the little girl. She, yeah. she helps her brother up, and she's just like, we're going to go home now. Thank well, you. And she extends her hand that. to you. Oh, to shake my hand? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Just she shakes your hand. Very good doing business with you. I hope get yeah. home safe and dry. She kind of looks at you, and she's like, huh, yeah, we're going to get home. And, and, and they run down the beach together, uh, and every once in a while, a little girl turns to look over her shoulder at you, um, and then they disappear down the beach. That was not at all odd or suspicious. Did did you make some allies? Unclear. Uh, Unclear. They okay. have little tactical value. Ah, <laughs> uh, but they are very funny. Hmm. When they fall over, that's hilarious. That is true. I find that extremely videos. amusing, and they do mm-hmm. it. They do it more frequently. Than the adults, despite being closer to the ground, which is curious. Very true, but that is why they uh, they receive less injuries, which is good, and that it increases the humor. Mm-hmm. This is this. I I appreciate your analysis. Have either of you observed Vion? No, I haven't yet. I've been no. I haven't gotten very far, but you guys are the only ones I've seen. I did not see him in my flight. However, he does like to be invisible, so that is no guarantee That's, that he was yeah. not nearby. Three for four is not bad, but hey, at least Vian has a head earpiece. Do do they work here? I don't know. Oh, we have not tried. And we'll try and communicate. Uh, Vian, greetings. Does Kadrax hear it in theirs? Kadrax, you hear it in yours. Okay, we know they work. No response. Benny, you do not have one, right? Yeah. Uh, Vian, contacting Vian. This is Ula's Galley. We request communication. Kadrak, you hear that too, but nothing. Okay. Ah, perhaps he has lost his communicator. I hope not. Is there any way that you could attempt to triangulate his signal, Ulas? Hmm. That is a very good idea. Bear with me one moment. Um, could I try a uh, intellect or, or an interface would be the one that makes the most sense? Uh, yeah, you can interface with your, the... Com system, yeah. sure. Um, give me uh, uh, an interface role, uh, and you can apply. You can apply your your tech bonus to that. Okay, thank you. Fourteen. Fourteen. Um, you get the feeling that you have interfaced with the with, with the comms pretty successfully. You can you can triangulate where Cadrax is, but you do not find Vion anywhere, really. I mean, you, you you kind of search as far as you can tell the entire two mile radius of the island and nothing. Is it like the it's not pinging the communication communicator at all, like the earpiece, like it doesn't exist? Yeah, kind of like that. Um, I regret to inform you that I have been unable to locate 
his location. It is like he, his communicator has never existed. Oh. Or it could be broken. That, or he could be in an electromagnetically shielded location, mm-hmm. such mm-hmm. as this water. We all found ourselves in various places. That's true. Ah. Um, what, what do we think? I don't know anything about time, space-time, etc. Uh, what are the chances that this is something like how when we were traveling to Spire and the, we got knocked out of the wormhole and not where we were supposed to be going, could we have left him somewhere uh, somehow? On accident? It is ex- exactly as likely as any other hypothesis driven by magic. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's... Mm-hmm. Okay. We should begin a search. I agree. And see, it. well, hopefully... I don't know, I guess I don't know if it's better or worse if Vienna's the one who needs help in this time, just by the fact that he's not here with us, but someone needs help here. We tried to interrogate the police sheriff, but he did not reveal much more information beyond the specific date. The mm. nation was birthed on this day, and we imagine it was a oh, yeah, immense process. Yes, there will okay. be celebrations occurring. Mm-hmm. What does, does this mean it'll be easier or more difficult? Well, there will be more people to interrogate. There right? will, yeah, there'll be more people. It'll be easier to like talk, I guess. You know, they won't be home and stuff. They'll be out and about. Has, have Ula's and Kedrick's... They would have been here through a summer before. Been on Earth through a summer before. Yes. Uh, yeah. Probably been through two now. Uh, yeah, that's They are yeah, aware that this is the explosives release. This is the holiday. loud holiday. I think yeah. they favor it. Okay, um, good. <laughs> this past year, they were a little less positive because apparently their companion did not enjoy it. A dog opted to hide inside of Abigail's yes. closet. Understandable. And I mean, you can make it better for dog, too. You can. Well, now yeah, we have uh, mm-hmm. ear protection, whereas mm-hmm. I'm not sure that we did in July. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Cadrax had one summer here before. Ula's is this was your first summer on Earth when the time travel started. So okay, okay, so you wouldn't have experienced. Okay, I just wanted to like make like what context we have. Um, yeah, have how much scary boom boom nightmare? Yeah, like mm-hmm. how how much have you uh have you done any like festival activities where you would have experienced fireworks with Vian at all? What would Vian feel about the Fourth of July? <laughs> Oh no no no! <laughs> oh, so many things. So so I, many things. I'm just trying to like. I'm trying to like see. If, I'm trying to figure out if. But at the if, same time, I mean, at least successful decolonization. Like, there's a limited yeah. appeal on that level. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that just properly sticks it uh, to the British is well worth doing. Um, That's fair. But yeah, I think I think Benny's just trying to figure out like if Ulas has seen or heard about fireworks. <laughs> I think so. Yes, if that's the context, like maybe mm-hmm. we spend a lot of the Fourth of July in like museums, and then we go to a cookout after. But yeah. for the most part, like it's not not really participatory in it. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't like if, if you would have been through the Fourth of July already before. Rick Port Ruby question. Yeah. Because in Los Angeles, there are many clusters of unauthorized explosives. Is that, but I don't know if that's also common practice in Port Ruby because while you grew up there, I did not. Uh, yeah, there, you, you would have seen fireworks in Port Ruby, I'm sure. Um, okay. Not, not like you would see them in LA. I mean, 
uh, you know, with all the buildings around and stuff. But like they would put on like a big show in Central Park and then or, or, or sorry, in um, uh, uh Green, Green Acre Park, uh, and uh, they they would put in uh, there'd be like a big show over across the river in New Jersey, so you can you could stand on the shoreline and watch the fireworks explode over the river, kind of stuff. Um, so it's like it wouldn't be as widespread, but there would be like a lot of very big event kind of shows. You know okay. what? It's a light show. I think on that level, especially okay, from a distance on a it. roof. Like mm-hmm. I think that is something that Vion would yes. have mm-hmm. seen. Cause it, for delight yes. in Ulez yes, yes, and, and expose them on that level. So it might have been very far off, mm-hmm. but those big ones, you can be on your roof. Yes. yes. So that's, okay, kind, that's, of, that's kind of how people, you know, celebrate this one. Ah, so the get loud show. tonight. Okay. Just so you know. Ooh, we thank you for that information. Yeah. Hmm. How Does will that help perfect us? union of our natures, Penny? That's true. How I've been trying to come up with a way that we could... Like lava and sound could do something weird. I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet, but should work on that. Explosive about it. Sound. Mm-hmm. So where do you want to go? What do you want to do? What way did the co- did the the deputy drive? Like, did it seem townward? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, he drove off towards um, uh, the direction of that dock, which I think is was east. Okay. Maybe we head that way. Yeah. We right. should head towards the people. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and you are looking for Vion? Yeah. yeah. Or, and also missing. just right. keeping an eye out because I don't okay. I don't know if those two if the, the drowning save was the was the one thing we were supposed to do, uh, be here to do. <laughs> give me an investigation roll. Everybody. Okay. <laughs> roll my coffee dice for Vion. Ten. For Omar. Fourteen. Fourteen. That's in the inverse. Eight. Eight. Okay. That's really good for me. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good for everybody. Yeah. Um, you start walking up the road, and uh, as you walk, um, you notice, you start to notice there's a missing poster that is on one of the, the poles, telephone poles. Okay. Check and it at out. first, you just kind of, you, know, you look at it, and uh, it, it's a missing poster uh, for a woman. Um, 40 years old. Uh, her name is Peggy Key. And um, she disappeared, uh, it looks like, six weeks ago. And you keep walking. And a little further up, you spot another missing poster. This one is for a man. His name is Gavin March. He disappeared... It's like two months ago. And as you keep walking, you notice a whole lot of missing posters. Um, It looks like a bunch of people have gone missing. Um, And the dates all seem to range uh, within the last six months or so. And eventually... Sorry. (laughs) Eventually, uh, you come to uh, the town square. Um, there, it is kind of uh, called the downtown strip area. Uh, there's like a small florist shop. Uh, there's a bar. It's called the Moonbeam. Um, there is a general store, little visitor center. Um, and uh, as you're kind of looking around um, from inside a nearby shop, uh, you can hear the news playing on the radio. 
And uh, here, um, this is WCBN, your only local source for news on all things Crescent Bay. I'm your anchor, Hank Hanley. It's full steam ahead for this weekend's 4th of July festivities. In fact, the official count is in, and according to Mayor Parrish's office, we have more tourists in town than we have ever seen before, something that should spell good fortune for local businesses. Special events will be happening all over the island throughout the weekend, including a car show sponsored by our friends at Bard Automotive, a doggy talent contest sponsored by the local Merchants Association, and of course, the Big Regatta, which this year will feature an appearance by nationally known jazz band leader Marty Rowland, who scored a hit a few years ago with the song Old Sweet Love. And finally, the local country club has asked me to spread the word that the recent rash of golf cart thefts was not the work of hyper-intelligent gophers as was first suspected, but rather a gang of local youths. We'll be back after a word from our sponsors. And it cuts to commercial. There's a dog event. Yeah, we should definitely see that. I think that would, that, that would be delightful for everyone. Yes, we understand we have a main mission, but if we could see a dog event, I would love Obviously, that. Obviously, we should have to, yeah, we have to do the dog event. Um, None of so them would be as talented as dog, though. Of course. That might Obviously. be disappointing. Mm. We should prepare ourselves for that mm. nigh-inevitable eventuality. Mm. Oh, totally. Understood. We did not even consider that. Thank you. But I would also like to observe it. Yes, of course. I'm going to find, if we see any flyers, I'm going to, like, make a note of where, like, where everything's taking place. <laughs> Uh, sure. I'm going to regret making up that dog show, aren't I? Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> I hope so. So, yeah, you keep an eye out for... Center. If Vion were to go anywhere, he would go to a visitor center. If there are brochures, he would collect them. And make friends with the with the desk person, yeah. Oh, Exactly, yes. and learn very much about their life and, and be extremely friendly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We should right, replicate you, that behavior. You walk towards the visitor center... Um, and uh, out in front, there is uh, a crowd of people uh, surrounding a, a handsome fellow in a slick-looking white suit. I'd say he's played by Ron Livingston. Um, he is signing autographs for them. Several people in the crowd are holding up a record album that's got his picture on it. You can see from the cover that he is Marty Rowland. Um, and he is kind of charming and witty, bantering with the crowd as they give him stuff to sign. They seem to like him a lot. Um and beyond him is the door to the visitor center. Uh, I'm not remotely interested in this, but we'll, I want to peek the audience to see if I see Vion, because I know Vion collects records. You do not see Vion uh, in the crowd. Okay. Um, I have a... I have a dated question to ask. Sure. Um... What is the demographic of this island? Like, is it an island of, like, indigenous people where, like, a bunch of white tourists show up? What? Uh, This island island is, you know, it's, I I would say, you know, it's country clubs, it's yacht clubs. uh, It is like some, you know, a lot lot, lot of rich white people. Yes, long since gentrified. um, There is no seasoning on this island, 
Yeah, Thanks. probably the kind of place that does not have a big year-round population, but like okay. during holidays and you know, and summer. The marina and, and the stuff. boat club, and everyone's here in the summer on the weekends. Yeah. Yes, that gotcha. kind of thing. Okay. Thank you. Good no, yeah, no, it's a good question. Um, yeah, we're gonna head to the help desk. All right, you uh, you walk on past the crowd into uh, the visitor center, and uh, behind the counter in the visitor center uh, is your friend Deputy Baker. Oh. Um, <laughs> we meet again. Welcome to the visitor center uh, slash sheriff's office. Um, oh, wow, we greet you. Like that. What brings you here? We are searching for our fourth ally. Fourth ally. They have uh, gone. Mm, and like we list things back to all, to all the missing posters. They have gone missing. Oh, he he kind of strokes his chin and thought, missing, eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that might maybe it means nothing. Your friend could turn up any minute now. But we have had twelve people go missing in the last six months. Twelve. Oh, what has occurred? Were any located? Give me a willpower roll. Heck yeah. I'll have you know my willpower is pretty okay nowadays. Yeah, you've been working on that. Um, Max Die has an 11. Yes, nice. And he's like, you did say something about being a crime solver, didn't you? Private investigator, correct. Oh, P.I., huh? Like, mm-hmm. uh, like, a, like one of them Raymond Chandler books. Okay, okay. Um. Well, ben, Benny just like is like yeah, just not. <laughs> Benny doesn't get the reference, but she seems like he seems impressed by that. So she's like, yes, <laughs> they're exactly I, uh, like that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been able to make much of it. Uh, victims have been, uh, or the missing have been adults, kids, men, women. Really, no demographic pattern as far as I can tell. Uh. If there's a geographic pattern, I sure couldn't see that either. Uh, scattered around the island pretty randomly. Uh, some went missing downtown here in this downtown area. Some over by the lighthouse. One or two up in the historic cemetery. In fact, that's why I was patrolling over there. Uh, I never used to because uh, it's so dead. <laughs> Get it? Dead? Because it, it just... It just ah! Uh, um, okay. I guess I thought it was funny. But... Uh, most recent disappearance was last night. Older fella, uh, Lawrence oh. Hammond, disappeared right after getting off his own yacht at the boatyards. Weird thing about it was that his footprints just kind of led into a muddy field and then ended. Is no that unique f- for this situation? Well, it's the first time we've gotten good, clear prints. But ah. it was just his. And no one followed him in, and he didn't seem to walk out in any direction. I couldn't make much of it. Of course, I'm just the deputy. Sheriff Foster is uh, the real crime solver around here. But the uh, problem is, he's one of the missing. <clears throat> oh. Oh, we are so sorry. When did he go missing? Or when did they go missing? Oh, about four months ago. Oh, wow. Do, um, do, wouldn't that, would you, aren't you the sheriff then? Like interim or oh. something? Oh, well, I mean, I, I don't know what interim means, but uh, I guess just meantime, for now. The, the, the meantime, uh, Sheriff? Sort of, uh, yeah. you know, but uh, I, I don't feel right holding myself out as the sheriff. So, you know, just Deputy Baker. Okay. 
Deputy Baker. Have all of the missing people been individuals who live here or who are visiting here? Does, does anybody live here? Well, we got a, a decent population of locals, but... Um, townies. It has been some... And he looks over at you. Townies. And uh, some some visitors. But gonna, there's really no correlation amongst the missing, is there? Not that I can find. You gonna take a crack at it, detective? Could I? <clears throat> Could Town I? Town can't afford to pay you. Uh, we, uh, we don't really have it in the budget. The, in fact, we don't have really much of a budget at all. That's why I share my office with the, the visitor center. We just oh. need your help is all, you know. Mm. Uh, well, do you do? perform a just light show? Oh, so sorry, Benny. I would say just, just to, like, if we need, if we have questions about stuff, you help us out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm at your disposal as I am at uh, everyone's disposal. Um, I don't perform a light show, but I, I do believe there are going to be uh, some fireworks uh, <sighs> later in the evening. Excellent. Who that was in charge of that? I would want. Oh. Who's in charge of the fireworks? Uh, someone out of the mayor's office, I think. Mm-hmm. Why is it, what does the mayor had to say about the disappearances? Oh, just that we're not supposed to make a big deal out of it when we got tourists in town. Yeah, that checks out. Do you have any suspects? Not right now. Have any of the um, ooh, famil- um the the individuals that are related to the missing people? What are they called again? Next to kin. Have any of the next of kin reported anything unusual about the missing people the day before they went missing? No, nothing like that. Uh, everyone just seemed to be going about their business as far as anyone can tell. And uh, they just kind of vanish. Has no there witnesses. been any like, any, like environmental any- changes in the last six months? Something weird that's not like something... The water, the tide, algae bloom, anything weird that's new in the last six months? Not that I can tell. Mm. More or less tourists than usual? More or less townies staying? Well, I do believe we have set a record for tourists for this particular 4th of July weekend. I think there are uh, uh, about 30 more than there were last year. Oh, wow. Could you do you have like a list of the people, the names of the people who've gone missing, like files, photos, so we can keep an eye out? Yeah. Um, uh, well, take, I don't know how I would make copies of those, uh, but uh, I can write down their names for you, certainly. Yeah, that's great. Could, could we simply scan the document? Um, it's not. They don't have that yet. Scan? You want to yes, look with, at? With, yeah. To yeah, just we'll take our own uh, eyeballs, look at it. Yeah. I can scan it. Yeah, but they, they can't yet. So you can with your eyes. Yeah, that'd be good. Oh, okay. Take a quick peek. Yeah, Ulez, he, uh, he, he lets <laughs> you take a look at the list of people who are missing and uh, look through the file photos. And uh, I'm not going to trouble you with all those names for now. You've, mm-hmm. you've got Peggy Key and you've for got Gavin March. You know, right. The rest we'll reference later. Um, but let's say you've got their faces and their names now in your memory bank. Is there um, like, so they have like, so it has like, like they would have like ages like when they went missing it, like does it have all that info? So we, if we need to ask about it later, we can say we have seen it now. Sure. Okay. Cool. And uh, he's do you uh, 
Do you need anything else from me? I could call uh, the boatyard and let them know you, you want to look at the crime scene or if, if that's the thing you want yes, to do. Please. Mm-hmm. Um, we have one final question. Um, simply, are there any local um, uh, fairy tales? Local, uh, local beliefs that are rooted in fear and ignorance? Uh, <laughs> just the usual ones, but no, nothing... Uh, Nothing unique to our island that I know of. Okay, we thank you for that information. It has often been pertinent, and we are fond of learning. Interesting. I should be taking notes from you. And uh, he oh, pulls out like a little notepad and starts writing down, you know, local legends. Uh, one more, one more oddly specific one. Um, do you have a history of people going missing? Just like has this happened before? Like, t- like even years ago? Oh, historical. Yeah, not yeah. in my time here, uh, which is not very long, admittedly. But I haven't heard anybody saying anything like that. Is there like a library with like town records that we could look at? Don't have our own library. Town records probably would be uh, in the mayor's office. Do you think he'd let us peruse it? Uh, hard to say. The mayor's mm-hmm. uh, not the friendliest guy in town, especially during Fourth of July weekend when he's uh, hobnobbing with the tourists. Well, here, here's something you could do to, to, to get, you know, some favor on your side. You could let him know that as the interim sheriff of the, of the town, you've uh, employed some, uh, you know, below the radar people to try to solve the problem without making a fuss. Maybe that'd go over well, you know, because you're buying wise wishes and maybe also trying to smooth it over for him. You're doing him a favor. Maybe you could get it. Maybe that could get us permission to talk or look at it. I could try and give him a call if you want, uh, but uh, I don't know if he's going to be happy about me bringing in uh, out of towners. We are unpaid. Yeah. Should that not be cause for joy? We understand uh, how government works in that regard. Eh, folks around here don't often like people prying into their business. Mm-hmm. We're a tightly knit community. I imagine they also do not like people going missing. It's complicated. Understood for now. Um, no, no. Humans are very complex. It's a small town thing. I'll, I'll tell you about it later. Okay. Um, Benny, small town kid. <laughs> yes. Uh, for now, we will go to the shipyard. You haven't checked out the check out the marina, or is it? Yeah, you said shipyard, or what was what it? Was marina. The title? Oh, the boatyard. 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 Yeah. Oh, yes, we're correct. <laughs> I'll let him know you're coming, and uh, okay. I'll try calling the mayor's office while you're out there. All right. Oh, wait. Thank you, Baker. You are doing a very good job. Do not doubt yourself. And when you start to doubt, your work reflects it. You have to believe in your capabilities. I will try. Okay. We thank you. We, you're welcome. Uh, and uh, yeah, he picks up the phone um, as you walk out. And uh, you... Sorry, sorry. We, thank, we thank you. And we, you're welcome. is extremely <laughs> cute and very funny. <laughs> You walk back down to the west where you saw those boatyards, Benny, when you first arrived. Um, and uh, it is, you know, uh, sort of a 
private boatyard where it's like a bunch of, you know, small sized yachts and sort of private boats, you know, look at fishing boats, things like that, tied up at a couple of docks that are all adjacent to each other. Um, dock worker uh, meets you. Um, he, uh, he, say she's waiting for you uh, when you uh, arrive. Um, and uh, you, uh, you the folks uh, Deputy Baker sent over? Yes, we greet you. Oh, I am Ulaz Gali, and these are my allies. Oh, wow, that's some diving suit you got there. Uh, uh, and they look to Benny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, <clears throat> mm-hmm. Thank you, they're very proud of it. They built most of it themselves. Yes, well, we did. I'm Sherry Booth. Uh, I'm uh, kind of in charge around here when the owner's not around. Um, let me uh, let me show you, well, what there is to show you. And uh, she walks you down one of the docks, and she's, this is uh, Lawrence Hammond's yacht, Serendipity. Uh, and it's a fairly large... Are you raising your hand, Uma? Yeah, I have a question. Uh, Rick, you didn't... Who, who, what actor plays this person? Oh, uh, what actor plays Sherry Booth? Um, Sally Field. Thank you. My heart needed it. I've been looking them up today, so... <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah. Um, uh, so sometimes I have these things ready to go. Sometimes, you know, I just know dock worker. Um, but, uh, so, yeah. Uh, okay, I love her. This is the uh, Serendipity, and uh, oh. uh, it's one of the larger yachts around here. He took it out um, last night and uh, never came back. Then uh, it was over there um, where the police tape is. Uh, that's where he disappeared. Um, and she kind of points over towards a field. Huh. Well, were you acquainted with the missing Lawrence Hammond? Um, not particularly. I, I just knew him from, you know, boatyard business. Uh, I do know he lives somewhere to the west over there, and uh, he was walking to the west when he vanished. So my guess is that he was just cutting across the field as a shortcut to get home. But uh, I don't know. That's, a, that's about all I know. You're welcome to look around. And uh, okay. if you need me, uh, I'll be uh, over there in the boathouse. All right. Thank you. If you think of anything else that is weird, you know, have you lived here for like, are you from here originally or are you just here seasonally too? Born and bred. Okay. Do you, okay. Sorry. I asked the Debbie this, but he didn't know. Do you know if anything like this has happened before where like a bunch of people are missing all at once? Not this many all at once, you know, Uh, this has always been a very safe community. Multiple people at a time have gone missing before, just not to this extent, or just not at all like this? Oh, oh no. Uh, as far as I know, okay. we've had a couple of missing pe- persons scattered over the decades. Mm-hmm. But, this happens with boats, uh, boat towns, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we sh- they're always suspected to be drownings. Yeah. Has anything weird right. happened other than that in the last six months? <laughs> I, need to add, I need someone else's opinion on this. <laughs> like weird how? Just new, different than usual. If you've been here a whole life, you'd notice if something was had changed. Nothing comes to mind. Okay. Thank you. This is and, a... Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry. Do <laughs> you hear me? <laughs> a community town. Yes, many families. Uh, pediatrics. 
Uh, we have a town doctor. Is that what you mean? Uh, sorry, uh, children. Oh. There, are, there are under minors oh, yeah, in this community. Sure. Are they especially rowdy? Uh, you talking about those kids who are making trouble at the cemetery that uh, George Baker's always complaining about? Or perhaps the ones that stole the carts. Oh, carts. It was apparently not hyper-intelligent gophers. Unfortunately. Really? I'm huh. sorry if to be the bearer of bad or rather gopher of bad news. Gopher? Yes. I was excited to get a look at those hyper-intelligent gophers. Dang. But yes, are the... It indicated to me that perhaps there is a particularly notable population of hooligans for us to have learned of two such events in short succession. Well, it's a quiet town. You know how kids are when there's nothing to do. They get bored and they cause trouble. That's kids. Do we know that, like, the have we seen, like, the population of this town? Like, is it, like... It's pretty small. Pretty tiny. And then, like, how yeah. much... I guess I'll just ask her, like, how, how much does the population grow, like, in the summer with your, your seasonal folks? Like, is it, like, oh. double, triple, or is it that's not that much? Oh, a lot more than that. Uh, oh, he big, know. big, big population. Yes, okay. it's, it's mostly tourists now. We, okay, we, that makes in sense. In fact, usually during, during the visitor season, uh, we become uh, the 32nd biggest city in all of Connecticut. Wow. Watch out, number thirty-one. <laughs> we got a boost. That's the spirit. Mm-hmm. No, we're looking for him. Mm, that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if you need me, I'm going to be in the <laughs> boat. <laughs> I have a and, good one. She kind of waved. Thank you, and Sherry. Off. Uh, you're welcome. What do you want to do? Um, check out that field. Look down. Are there footprints here? Give me an investigation roll. Where are you? Looking on the boat? Uh, yes, from the boat. I, as, as I might explain to my allies, it is evident to me that there would be footprints in mud. One could not mm-hmm. deduce without context that they were Lawrence Hammond's unless, or that they led from the boat or anything else such like, unless there are footprints, well, from the boat. The boat, Correct. The boat, it's it is it's over there still. It's taped off, like police taped off. Uh, no, the boat's just tethered. Uh, you can get up on it if you want. Oh, just okay, but like, is it, it? It. I'm just saying, it is still there. Is it? Have they moved it? Why would they? Where Where else would you put it? It is a boat. But did she say that it, like it like it showed up again? Like he took it out, and then they only found the boat. Like it sounds like you put it on the wrong dock or something. Yeah. No. Oh, no. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. No. He he just he docked his boat and then. Okay. Yeah. I was I was getting that it like it just like showed thing. up like it like it like beached itself somewhere and he wasn't on it. That's okay. That's what oh, I was yeah, getting. No, okay. Sorry. So it docked. It's docked back to where it was supposed to be. Yep. As we have been told, he returned, exited his boat, cut across the field, and in the process of so doing, Damn. disappeared without a trace. Yes. So okay, my I understand query now. of interest is how. You could tell from point A to point B, yes. How did they know that mm-hmm. this happened in the first place? 
Yes. Okay. I'm following now. I understand. <laughs> you uh, want those investigation roll results? Yeah. <laughs> 12. Greatest in the universe. Let's even the point of me. Nine. Moral support and protection, but moral support. Okay. Um, you, you look around on the dock um, and, you know, the dock is wood. Uh, you do not find any, you know, permanent footprints left there. Um, you walk along the dock towards uh, where the field is. Um, and uh, when you, uh, it takes you kind of past that boathouse uh, that um, uh, Sherry was in, went into. Um, and sort of around a bend, and, and then you see this muddy field in front of you. Um, you can see the police tape around an area, um, and uh, uh, you can see the muddy footprints kind of dried into the dirt now. Um, basically, the whole area is surrounded by a wooden fence um, on three sides. Uh, over the tops of the fence, you can see the Crescent Bay Lighthouse, uh, which is kind of tall and surprisingly modern looking. Um, uh, to the north, you can see the top of like a Ferris wheel, uh, which looks like it was maybe brought in for the festivities or something like that. Um, to the south, you can see uh, the steeple of a, looks like an old church. Uh, and the west side isn't fenced in. That seems to be the direction uh, that Lawrence Hammond was walking towards. Um, that's what you see. We have heard multiple of these locations cited by the deputy as areas from which people have disappeared. He cited the beach. He cited the lighthouse specifically. Mm -hmm. I believe he cited a church. Though I cannot recall as precisely as you, well, as Gally. Hey, Rick, did he set a church? Uh, he did not mention a church. Okay. okay. Uh, he mentioned a lighthouse. He mentioned the graveyard. Graveyard, was the graveyard. Um, and, okay. And he mentioned the downtown area. Downtown. Thank you. you so not water-based areas. Okay. Are you walking into the field? Mm, no, not just yet. Okay. Um. And when we do, if my allies will so consent, I would prefer that we float in order not to disturb evidence. Oh, yes, please. Ulas, you have in your memory the report of Hammond's disappearance? We do. Who reported him missing? Rick? Uh, Lawrence Hammond was reported missing uh, by his wife um, when he did not return from his boating trip as scheduled. Uh, she called the boat yard uh, and um, Sherry at the boat yard found his boat in place and then um, sort of uh, looked around and found um, his, like he's got like a day bag that he takes with him out on his boat that's got like supplies and stuff just lying in the middle of the muddy field next to the footprints. She called it in to uh, Deputy Baker. This resolves my query quite satisfactorily. Oh, I'm glad. Ah, uh, Cadrax, could you perform a ping? We just want to see if there is anything out of the ordinary that we cannot detect. Certainly. Ping. 
Kadrax, give me ping roll. Uh, what are you pinging, actually? Um, it's a good question. Yeah. Um, the ground? My, that's what I was leaning towards, but that's up to you. I, I think that is the first sort of assumption. It is the first unusual, like, I could think of pinging the boat, but on consideration, I don't expect it to yield much. You're welcome. You are yes. welcome to ping as much as you would like, but... Um, yes, this is a high ping server. Uh, 18. 18. Um, it's just a field. You don't really detect anything. Um, right. With an 18, anything in the boat? <laughs> uh, you want to fire another one at the boat? You gotta roll I was again. hoping their 18 was going to count, but that's... I know, right? Well, the right. 18 gives me great confidence. I, I will tell that's... you, you know, it's like, you don't get anything off the boat. It's, you know, it is just as it appears as far as you can tell with the pain. There's nothing structurally meaningful in the immediate area. May I offer a speculative hypothesis? Oh, yes, please. Based, I'm sad to report, on... The evidence we have observed by our arcane transportation, namely that it has put us in places of significance and times of significance. In this particular instance, it split us upon arrival into three locations. Well, four locations. And on at least one of those, we see the immediate significance, namely the drowning pediatric. Perhaps we might infer that the other two locations are somehow significant. Ulaz, where did you arrive? Oh, just in front of the graveyard. I was accused of drinking and smoking by the tombstones. I was offered a cigarette by a woman who lived in a prime-numbered house. Ah, that's fascinating. We shall we have evidence to suggest that this graveyard is significant. Perhaps mm-hmm. the prime numbered woman is as well. Yeah. Oh. Would Didn't you like I... to meet her? Yes, please. Also, I guess noteworthy. Did have either of you read Beyond's book? Have you seen? Have you at all? I I have read it, but I understood very little, and I asked him to explain it to me extensively, uh, but he kept talking about stories and fiction, and it didn't really happen. I made it up. Yeah, so it's a little... And I got very confused. It's like when you go to a movie, but you're reading it. Anyways, um, this is where it takes place. It doesn't exist yet, but, like, this is where it takes place. So I don't know if that... Is relevant. It's important, but it, maybe. But it didn't happen. He said so. Yeah, he promised. It didn't. It, 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 I asked uh, several times. It didn't Whoa. happen. Um, but it's. Uh, do you. Mm, do you remember the Arthurian cycles we read? All the, the King Arthur stories? Oh, we recall. Yes. Yeah. Pendragon and the it, such. Any. Surely not. 
Well, I mean, they could have been based off of real stuff, but like all of them, everyone writes them throughout all time. That is legend. That is that is to be expected. So there go, there go, legend. Memory grow dim and are yet not constructed out of whole cloth. Yes, it's like that. And people consume the stories for fun and entertainment. That's the concept. It is deception, nonetheless. uh, Fair enough. The woman is is also a deceiver. Okay, yeah, let's talk to Ah, their deceiver. Great. Yes. Yes. I would like to bring my allies to Let's the go. deceptive <laughs> woman in the prime numbered house. Don't make me explain fiction to an alien. Ah! <laughs> He's going back to Crescent Cottage. Yeah, um, so to tell you got the, it. Adrax about crushing their hopes and dreams about Santa Claus. That's what that felt like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you take back to the skies and soar uh, over the boatyard. Um, the whole island's pretty small, so it does not take you very long to get back to the Crescent Cottage. You make your way uh, to uh, cabin number 29, um, or cottage 29, excuse me. And uh, what do you want to do? Knock, knock, knock. Yeah. Uh, You knock, knock, knock. And a moment later, the door opens and uh, Goldie Wolf uh, opens the door. She looks at Cadrax. Oh. You decided to come by. I have brought allies. Well, we greet you. Well, we are Ulaz Gali. And she looks at you and says, you are also a very interesting person. Thank you. What a great compliment. Come in. Hi, I'm Benny. Nice to meet you. Here's your accent. (laughs) (laughs) Dad! Dead. Uh, oh yeah, my nice god! You too. I hope you're right. <laughs> you were a delayed blast fireball. <laughs> but also on the on the like to be fair though, Benny is just like a 27 year old, and the weirdest thing about her right now is that she's wearing winter clothes on an island in the summer. Like that's <laughs> that's what she's got going on. In fact, Benny, I'll, I'll say uh, when 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 you landed at Crescent Cottage, uh, you, you strangely found a, a package addressed to you from your mysterious benefactor, um, and uh, it has inside of it a fire lava proof body suit, uh, superhero style bodysuit uh, for you, so that you can now flame on without having to worry about being naked. At some point, um, she puts it on, but like puts like a pair of like pants over it, so it just looks like a long sleeve shirt. <laughs> sure. And so she doesn't have to wear a huge sweater. There you go. Yeah, that's great. And uh, um, Goldie says, uh, can I uh, get anybody a drink? My ally in absentia would have me ask for coffee. I can do coffee. And uh, she goes to put some coffee on. So uh, uh, what brings you here? Uh, You came here seeking inspiration. I understood. And to offer strangers death sticks. Close enough. We have discovered that many people have gone missing in this place. Was this the sort of inspiration that you sought? Or are you the agent? Uh, Give me willpower, okay? (laughs) Oh, that was good. Um... May I actually just dump this and, and trouble myself? All work, no play. Uh, sure. Play trouble, just, it's a bad, you do a bad, you do a bad, bad job. I mean, I don't know, is that the best? Why do you think that was a joke, Benny? I'm serious, I, we must know this this woman. She tried to kill me with, with the carcinogen. That's, yeah, that was the long con, that's what that was. 
it, it was fairly short. She, um, <laughs> she doesn't even answer you. She just keeps making coffee. Um, Rude. Uh, well, what is your profession? I'm a writer. Ah, this place I understand has the potential for great stories or the inspiration for them. What is your profession? We are a private investigator, the greatest in the universe, so said by others. Private investigator? Mm-hmm. What brings you to Crescent Cottage or Crescent uh, Bay? Currently, our ally has gone missing and we are searching for him. If Who's your ally? Vion Vigor. He might be missing person number 13. That is cause of cause to be concerned, but why we're not certain yet. But like this cabinet is also a prime number. We were thinking about that. Hmm. Well, let's give me a willpower roll. Yeah. She's the prime suspect. It took me a while. I found it. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Nine. Uh, and she kind of looks at the two of you and says, hmm, interesting people indeed. And she looks at you, Kadrax, and she says, I knew you were an interesting person immediately. Uh, my first clue was when you materialized in a pool of blue light earlier this morning. That would be revealing. Ooh. Any chance you'll tell me who you really are and what you're really doing here? We truly are seeking our ally. Hmm. It is not false. Extremely funny that she tried to gotcha us when we've tell, been telling her exclusively the truth. <laughs> I don't say any of that as an above table, but very good. <laughs> All right. Well, then I guess I'm the only one who has to come clean. I was hired and dispatched to this place by Prime Minister Winston Churchill himself. I'm not a writer. Oh, oh. I am a witch, a reader, a sensitive one, a tuned individual, whatever you'd like to call it. Observe. And she draws a rune in the air, just like Vion does, and floats up a few inches above the carpet. Oh, yeah, I was about to be like, you know, we've been got by that one before, but that actually will do it. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. Very I good. It. I buy it. Mm-hmm. My mission is of paramount importance, not just to my government, but to your own. Oh, no, but go ahead. Marty Rowland is a lot more than some cheesy band leader. He's a Nazi saboteur. Six months ago, he built a silo several miles off the coast of Port Ruby with plans to hit the city with a powerful missile. Luckily, we caught wind of it and dispatched our top agent, Kipper Sweetletrot, a most mysterious entity known as the Spirit of Justice. Kipper made short work of the missile silo. Roland never knew it hit him, though he did manage to escape. A short time ago, we intercepted a German communique that indicated Roland was going to try again, only this time he'd be missing the, building the missile silo here in Crescent Bay. Mr. Churchill dispatched Kipper, but something was different this time. 
Roland managed to create some sort of a mystical barrier that prevents the spirit of justice from reaching this place. Kipper returned to England, and I was contacted to figure out how Roland was doing it, and if possible, take the barrier down. Being Jewish myself, I was only too happy to help frustrate any Nazi efforts, but so far I haven't had much luck with it. If there is a missile silo on this island, Roland has kept it a damn good secret. We are uh, uniquely qualified to find hidden structures on this island. Uniquely qualified. Uniquely qualified. To have unusual, if not uh, personally and individually distinct capabilities. Could we Making be one enabled to do a given job. Yes. I would appreciate, I'd appreciate if you would be honest. Uh, like my ally Cadrax states, uh, we are time travelers. We possess special abilities and we can do everything. Time travelers? On accident. That's why, that's why you appeared in a pool of blue light this morning. Not the weirdest thing we've ever done, but yeah. Oh, no, not by a lot. And one of and you didn't appear. That's your missing ally. Yes. yes. We might now know the answer to that. Thanks to oh, you. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's brilliant. I don't know where I that put him, puts him. Uh, we also know a spirit of justice, but I don't know what that means that he, where that puts him now. Your ally right. is also a spirit of justice. Correct. Uh, he will be, yes. He Yes. In the future, yeah. Fascinating. Well, let's find your ally. Yes. And on that, we're going to take a 10-minute break. Oh, my God, you're already there? Wow. Dang. Um, it looks like we are about $100 from unlocking our FK lore drop. Um, thank you so much, everybody, for everything. We always appreciate all the support that you give the show. Um, we will be back in 10 minutes. Don't go nowhere. And we're back. Uh, so um, thank you for sticking around. Uh, when we last left off, uh, the team had uh, met uh, Goldie Wolf, um, a witch working undercover uh, for the British government to figure out uh, how um, Marty Rowland has kept Kipper Sweetletrot uh, from the spirit of justice uh, from reaching uh, Crescent Bay. Um and uh, Goldie looks at you and says, um, well, I was a little nervous about doing this alone, but now that I have some backup, maybe we just take the fight right to Marty Rowland. I know where uh, he lives. Is he the one with the, who's disappearing people? That I can't tell you. Because you don't know or because you could not tell us even if you wanted to? Oh, no, because I don't know. Okay, just wanted uh, whether to or not, sure. Whether or not the disappearances have something to do with Marty, um, I don't have any persuasive evidence to that effect. Um, I did survey the crime scene by the boatyard, and uh, it is most mysterious how the man walked uh, into a mud field and then vanished in the middle of it. Um, if Marty has put up some sort of mystical barrier that keeps the spirit of justice out, it sounds like he, he's 
has some sort of magic source uh, at his disposal. Uh, and if that is the case, perhaps it's tied together, but... How long has he been manipulating the town? Well, it's it's hard to say. Um, he, he He's had a house here for years. Okay, uh, okay, okay, been, that's, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's that's only been in town for a musician. short while. Uh, yes, his cover as a touring musician lets him move all around Europe, all around the United States, uh, puts him in rooms with important people who want to talk to him. Um, but by the same token, he was probably not around for all 12 of these disappearances himself. Certainly not. could yeah. speak to accomplices of whom we must beware. Or, or lasting effects in strange places that, like it could have been, if he set up this barrier, they could have put other things in place that have just been making people go poof. We yeah. do not have arcane expertise. That, alas, is our ally. Can you direct us as to what might be the most suspicious location for the this arcane bear here? The graveyard, perhaps, or some other place. Like the graveyard. I, I couldn't even begin to suspect how it functions. Oh. Truly? Not at all? Not yet. I've had no luck. Whatever magic it is, is so far above my head. What happened when Kipper Swiddletrot encountered it? Did uh, they bonk their head upon it or something? What was the nature of this barrier? Oh. Uh, yes, he, he found himself, uh, he, he sped towards the island and, and found himself uh, unable uh, to uh, cross uh, the threshold. Um, uh, couldn't come up on the beach, couldn't come out of the water, couldn't run under the water. Whenever he tried to approach the island, tried to, he, Mar, um, Kipper can run on water, so... Uh, when he, he sped towards the island and tried to leap into the sky and come down from above, whenever happens, he just slides off as if there's like a, a glass dome around the island. Huh. Okay. Perhaps a central location. Yeah. Then. Like a, yeah. Mm-hmm. What, you said that he's setting up some sort of weapon here. Is that what you said? We believe he's building a missile silo. Okay, so we don't know where that is, but we can maybe start looking for silo-shaped construction in the area on the island. And adequate mm. tactical placement. This is a short-range missile. You would want to have those facilities in some places rather than others, presumably. He could certainly hit Port Ruby from here. The last one he built um, was uh, built on a platform under the water. Uh, this one, certain, was you know like a like an oil drilling platform, and the silo part of it was hidden under the water. Um, Did- this one, if he's using similar technology, could certainly be built underground. But well, it is not near the boatyard. If there were a missile silo near the boatyard, I assure you. I would have found it. How far out uh, was, could Kipper just not get on the island or was it out into the water further? Uh, he just simply couldn't come onto the island. Uh, it was you know, maybe a few feet into the water. Not, a few feet, okay. Not that far. Shall we punch the Nazi man? I would like to a lot. Yeah. Oh, punch and then interrogate. Excellent. I'm glad we have established the order of operations. Yes. Is it the direct route is good with your operation? 
I'm up for Nazi punching. Nice. My aura begins zing. <laughs> um, so what are you doing? You you going looking for Marty? Yeah, we saw where he was last. We can ask around, see mm-hmm. where he might have went. He's surrounded by adoring fans last time. Mm-hmm. By the help desk slash mm-hmm. sheriff station. All right, let's start there. Um, how do you travel? Uh, well, I can always unjing and fly. Yeah, I can <laughs> teleport us as well. Well, let's give me a teleport roll. <laughs> I'll give uh, you a teleport roll with my other dice, just in case. Uh, oh, die applause. Yeah. We are, okay. That's why um, it's better to teleport than fly, honestly. <laughs> One has the potential for uh-oh. The I other's just flying. Good, uh-oh. Six, seven, eight. Eight. Yeah, and bamf, uh, the four of you appear back in the downtown area outside of the visitor center slash sheriff's office, and um, the crowd is gone. Marty is not there. Um, perhaps we should just pop inside and ask, and I'll open the door to the visitor center. Um, is Baker around? And, uh, um, you know... Deputy Baker uh, comes trotting out. Uh, He's like, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, you could probably just call me George. Most people call me George. Oh, we thank you. You may call me Ulez. Ulez. I like that. Uh, Now, George, uh, we are searching for the individual who is staying here, the singer Marty Roland. Have you seen him? Oh, I think his fancy car just came and Picked him up, take him back to his house. Do you have a number we could call him? Or his address. I feel like they're not going to give out a celebrity's address, probably. Oh, but I am a private investigator. George, we are allies. I don't know if Marty's got a phone. A lot of the houses on the island don't have them. Mm. Um, But uh, he he lives uh, out in the... uh, He's my buddy. It's the 40s. It's the 40s. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. I'm a private investigator. <laughs> Benny, Benny Beckett grew up in, in the, the 2020s. <laughs> this is unheard of. Incredulous. Yes. Yeah, he lives up by the North Shore there. Uh, the big house that's uh, up on the bluff. Oh, excellent. We thank you. Have you had any success in finding the 13 missing people? Since you left a couple hours ago? Uh, no. No, I, oh. I haven't. Huh. Okay. Have you? We have not. We have examined the site where the last disappearance was, and there was nothing out of the ordinary. There was the footsteps, and as you stated, they vanished. We tried to determine if there was anything underground, and there was nothing by the boatyard. No missile so silos no. at all. Oh, none. Missile silos? Correct. No, there were none. None. We do have a lead, though, and thank you for the address. Um, and you see Goldie's just, like, shaking her head. Yeah, you we know. just have, we have, so we think he might, we, okay, thank you. And Benny's going to scoot. <laughs> Bye, George. <laughs> scoot us up. Bye. As we're walking, uh, Benny turns to Goldie and says, they're not, they're not from around here. Anyways. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can I grab one for that? I never would have guessed. <laughs> um, can you, oh, can you get. Determination. It didn't really call, call, call you trouble, I don't think. Okay. You've got one from uh, before. Uh, but, That's true. Um, I shouldn't get greedy. I should. I should 
definitely not cause myself more problems. <laughs> no, cause yourself more problems, but make sure they cause you problems. Um, Only you can do that, my friend. Uh, uh, so I proceed. Uh, we proceed to the domicile then, yes? Mm-hmm. The house on the bluff is the biggest one there. Oh, we will not be uh, bluffing. Truly, mm-hmm. our friends will be genuine. You fly? I haven't been there. I can't teleport. That's true. Yes. Very well. All right. Um, you lift off and Goldie's like, oh my God. Uh, uh, this is, uh, this is, this is incredible. We're flying. Yes. This is, this is more weird than the tele- teleportation we just did. It just happened so fast. But oh, that's fair. Yeah. This is Didn't really kind of exhilarating. And she kind of looks cool. over at you, Cadrax, and maybe catch her wink at you. And uh, uh, there's just a little turbulence. <laughs> I'm very confused. <laughs> and uh, yeah, again, the yeah, whole island's only two, mi- two miles you know, around, so uh, it does not take you long to get to the North Shore, and you swoop down into what is obviously the big house on the bluff. Um, and uh, it looks like, you know, it's like, it's like a summer home. It's kind of, you can even see from the outside, it's open, it's airy, it's got large windows on every wall. Um, big kind of... Hamptonsy? White. Yeah, Hamptonsy kind of, you know, it's white kind of beautiful like stucco kind of stuff on the outside big circular driveway um you see there's a car parked in the driveway um and uh what do you want to do ping yeah give me a ping roll hey 17 17 um What do you get for 17? For 17, you detect two people who appear to be asleep or something like that, laying side by side. They are on the second floor of the house, which is two stories. What time of day is it? Uh, You are in, let's say, the middle of the afternoon, 3 p.m., something like that. Uh, how would we like to proceed? Firstly, any any missile silos in under this house for 17? I love that. Uh, for 17, no, you do not detect a missile silo. That's a failure. If you have a whole bluff to yourself, kids, you want to launch right out of that. That is the best place. Mm-hmm. Is it structurally sound for your poor house? No, but you're not going to make an omelet now, are you? You're going to make a <laughs> missile silo. <laughs> Sam DeLev, everybody. Uh, I would like to land and disable this vehicle. I don't know that it is tactically necessary, but it would be cathartic. Uh, give me a complex task roll. This should be pretty easy for you. <laughs> That's another 17. Yeah, <laughs> you easily, to... you manage to vibrate, you know, the engine of the car such that a couple of key, you know, parts come apart and nobody's starting that thing up. It's just a car. This is easy for you, you know. Um. Excellent. Okay, now uh, to enter this house—that that is not an issue, uh, Goldie. We are not worried about that. Um, 
Tadrax, you stated there is more than one individual. Uh, should one of us secure one person and or two on two? Two, two on one. Uh, Goldie, do you know of anyone else who's living with him? Uh, as far as I know, Marty lives alone. That doesn't mean he can't have visitors or it's, you know. I just figured eat in the town. I know. If we knew ahead of time, though, so, okay. He is a celebrity. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. That's <laughs> that's okay. Um, I'll 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 show you later. Oh, oh Jesus! Very well, thank you. I appreciate that. So, do we want to? We're gonna go knock on the front door. We gonna break in? We gonna? Oh, we should break in. What? Okay. Fine. I do not feel any particular responsibility toward the structural integrity of his residence. Mm-mm. Shall we? If yes. he's not like, but if he's like not there, do we want to like? If it's like people who work there, we don't want to scare them because they might not have anything. Oh, we can break in quietly. Yeah, should we start Adrax quiet? Maybe open yeah, a window when we can fly up there and then perhaps we can enter in a room where there is no person a house of this size has plenty of empty space yeah i'm just saying maybe start maybe start quiet yes yeah very well i accede so what do you do uh fly to a window nearby and uh unlock it that we might uh climb come fly in that way, yeah, and then move up into the bedroom floor, where the two people are having a, an afternoon nap. Probably second floor. Second floor, yeah. I mean, like, basically, like, the room next to the room kind of vibe. Yeah. Just we're not, we're apparently not just shattering the window and flying in and being like, yo, what up? Okay. Uh, you fly your way up uh, to the second story, and uh, you find one of those big windows. And uh, they are all locked from the inside, but these are, you know... These are kind of old locks anyway. These are not yeah, like this is Cadrax. Know, right. Yeah. This is not the like the NSA here. So uh, <laughs> Cadrax, if you would like to give this a shot, just give me a complex task roll. I uh, fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. Um, easily, you just kind of touch the window and like the latch on the inside switches, and uh, you slide it up, and the four of you. Pass through the window and you land um, in, you know, some kind of living room. Um, there are freestanding bookcases, sculptures. In one corner, there are musical instruments like a drum kit on a riser, an acoustic guitar, a piano, big kind of grand piano, saxophone. Um, looks like, you know, Marty's musician. Looks like he's got a nice collection uh, maybe to write music with or something like that. Um, you don't hear anything. Shall we creep into the other room to observe? That is an excellent verb for what you propose, yes. So you, you head towards where you clocked the, the two people. Mm-hmm. Does he have a fiddle of those many instruments? I know he's jazz-based. Can I just steal an instrument from <gasps> Um, you know what? In fact, he does. Uh, he, you know, even though he's a jazz musician, he just has a large collection of instruments. 
Um, yeah, I thought and, they might uh, be jazz keys. I wasn't sure. But. There is what looks like an expensive, you know, classical fiddle. It's not like a Stradivarius or anything like that, but you know, it is. Looks like you know, might be. Looks like it might be you know, a hundred years old or so. We'll get them um, like a case and everything, so you can just like strap it over your back. Yep, and exactly. Safe and sound. I'd love yeah, to liberate. <laughs> yes. Something from him. Um, yeah, you, you you pick it up. It's it's got its bow kind of just hanging off of you know the the tuning pegs. Um, so you now have an expensive fiddle. I'm putting that in my inventory. Thank you. And now I would like to proceed and um, creep. It was creep. Less. Yes. Yes. Uh, I would like to creep along with my allies. Well, you in that direction. Dead bodies. <laughs> You head in that direction, and it's strange because, you know, wherever these two people are, they do, you know, they seem to be not here. Like, you, you clock them uh, in a room that is, looks like adjacent to this area where all the instruments are, but you do not see any doors or any hallways that head in that direction. Oh no, we cannot enter through stealthy means. Must we okay, destroy the walls? Yes, please. I will stand behind the door so I don't get dust in my parts. It's just that when I studied your military history, I said to Goldie Wolf, these were the ones that I liked very much the least. I was very pleased about the notion of invading this entire planet purely off the basis of the not boom. I would like to put the wall in. Give me a blast roll. Yes, please. Um, let's see. Blast roll adds my power, so that's 11 plus 5, 15. I love how you don't, don't even look for the entrance to the secret passage. You just <laughs> blast a hole in the wall. Um, and yeah, right behind that drum riser, uh, there is now like a big, big old hole in the wall. Um, you can look right in and, uh, you see kind of looks like a little storeroom. Um, you know, like, uh, the, you know, there's just like a bunch of shelves. The shelves are all empty and lying on the floor. Uh, you see, um, two dead bodies. I literally just said we're going to find two bodies. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> Mm. Um, and uh, they are wearing sheriff's office uniforms. <gasps> oh no! Um, does one say Foster? Foster. Uh, give me give me an investigation roll, guys. This is very easy because you're just reading and looking around here. Yes. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, twelve. One of them uh, says uh, Sheriff Foster, and the other one says Deputy G. Baker. Ha! Fuck! Shit! Fuck! <laughs> Does, this um. Does this person look different than the G. Baker we've met? <laughs> Uh, the person looks a lot like, I mean, exactly like the baker you met, only you can tell, you know, these corpses are, they have been here a while. They are significantly oh, yeah. rotted, and even baker's is. Ah, uh, 
I have added an additional person to my list whom I would like to punch. Oh, yes. It is very unfortunate. The individual who posed as George Baker came off as very kind. But now they have to face the consequences of this. This is terrible. We should perhaps, if not for too long, investigate briefly. There might have been a reason why the imposter tried to send us on an avian excursion. Yes. Let's. Uh, so gonna, we like, do a quick investigate around. We do. Mm-hmm. Um, give me investigation rolls, everybody. You're just like looking for anything that might be interesting, just kind of in general. Yeah, I mean, were they killed in here? Is there anything out of the ordinary? Is it just like, do we get the vibes that it's like a showroom house? Does it look lived in? And I got a fifteen. Okay, that's plenty. Um, the house definitely looks lived in. It does, you know, other than this room, it's like, yeah, you know, you can see marks on the carpeting. It looks like people walk around, you know, you find clothing in the hamper, dishes maybe in the sink. Um, it, you know, it, it definitely looks like Marty really lives here or, you know, somebody does. Um, and uh, as far as like the bodies and the crime scene itself, um they the bodies are pretty old like i said they're they're pretty rotted so it is kind of hard to tell exactly what you know it's kind of hard to do a forensic examination you know without any specialized equipment it is hard to tell you know if any given you know like blunt force trauma you 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 would you, you would guess you know that um they they both look like uh, they might have been hit with something heavy. Um, okay, you know, bodies get but, gross after they've been like hit and they die. Yeah. Um, yes, but this is four months, and uh, there's sort of a bell-shaped curve to the grossness. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Got the, so the desiccated thing going it, it on. Right. To Remember, tell, Foster right? is allegedly four months, and that timeline probably is true. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because they didn't replace him. Mm-hmm. And other people, the town would know that he was exactly. Like, so he would just made very well the truth, be the timeline, know? and four the truth months is the easiest lie. Yeah, in open air is a bad time. Past past the bell curve. Okay, probably. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, beef jerky. I I haven't done too many time studies. I'm sorry. I don't know if I want to Google this. Really I don't gross. Want to research I history. really do. <laughs> but um, uh, for you got a fifteen. Correct. Um, so yeah, you, you can't exactly determine the cause of death. Um, you can see uh, their. Do they have it, their teeth? Like all their clothing? Do they have their wallets on them to like confirm their identity? Um, yeah, they have their wallets. Um, uh, well, actually, Baker's wallet is gone. Um, yeah, Foster's okay. wallet is there. Um, Baker otherwise has everything else: his uniform, sidearm, you know. Um, and both of them have uh, kind of dirty knees. Does it remind me of the graveyard dirt? Just, I'm sure there's like a specific soil there. Um, the graveyard, which was a historic graveyard, um, the graves did not have dirt. Everything was nice. Like, it was like a lawn, you know, oh, because okay. grass had grown over everything at this point. They are, it is a very, you know, it's a historic cemetery. Everyone's that's been dead there has been dead for a very long time. Mm-hmm. 
So you did not see any dirt there. Right. It would be rich soil, though. It sustains a lawn genuinely and not, you know, Southern Californishly, um, and it is would, fertile from being well fertilized. Is it? It's just like it's like just on their knees and like shins, maybe. Yeah, it does look like yeah, maybe maybe they were. This like execution style is that what this is inferring? That would be a reasonable oh. conclusion, but if there is a bullet wound, that would be visible after four months. The the brain something skull that, integrity something is something that can be visually determined even after yeah, some, decomposition. Mm-hmm. Something big and heavy to the back of the head, probably too. But gross. Do it they have any like bound at all? Sorry if I missed no. that. If they were no, okay. I guess they could have been looking for something, snooping, and... I think we need to get back. Yeah. Yes. If the imposter sent us here, it was better that we be here for some reason, and I would like to thwart whatever it was that was his will. If we could hold hands, I can teleport us to the sheriff's office. Ulez, give me teleportation roll with your uh-oh die. Whew, we are Okay. Do we want to like pretend we didn't find anything and they're like, oh, he wasn't here. Do you know where he might be? Like, yeah, like do one of those. Yeah. yeah. Teleport is a 10. Yeah. You bamf and the four of you appear back outside the visitor center slash sheriff's office. Um, you walk up to the front door and find it is locked. That's all right. Do you want to get us in? <laughs> is it? Yeah. Come on. 17, <laughs> is it? <laughs> What'd you get, Cadrax? 17. 17, yeah, no, you, I mean, easy peasy, you you, you undo that lock. And no, you just have to jiggle are. it this way. And also use alien vocal powers. You walk inside, it is a very, very small room. Uh, there's like a counter where it looks like, you know, the visitor center is and kind of, you know, pamphlets on the boatyard and the lighthouse and the, you know, historic cemetery and historic church and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, in the back, there is the deputy's desk, um, which has a nameplate on it, or the, the desk the deputy was sitting at, and the nameplate on it actually says uh, Sheriff uh, Foster. Sheriff E. Foster. Can I go through the drawers? Yeah, give me an investigation roll. Heck yeah. Let me rifle through some papers. I would like to know how Goldie's been reacting to yeah. any of this. She's been listening very carefully to all the things that you have been discussing and seems very deep in thought. She, mm-hmm. you know, her main mission, you know, if you want, she, she sort of, you ask this to her. Yeah, yeah, I'll ask like, how you, is this what you were expecting or is this, I don't know she, what to yeah. look for, Nazi saboteurs. I'm just trying to put it all together in my head. What, what kind of imposter is this? Like us, probably. We've seen a map of the island somewhere here. Oh, yeah, pull out a map. Uh, yeah, there's a map of the island. Uh, just you know, there's one of the pamphlets that the visitor center gives away. Exactly. Um, and uh, in the sheriff's desk, you know, desk supplies, stuff like that. There are memos from you know the mayor's office you dig through them it is nothing particularly interesting just a lot of stuff about you know keeping things that um tourists wouldn't want to see out uh, 
away from the public. Um, um, it is this Baker like keeping up, like performing the job of a sheriff, like an acting sheriff. As far as you can tell, he does seem to be executing a lot of the duties of the deputy. I mean, you scanned all those documents. Mm -hmm. He did paperwork. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... Something doesn't add up. Did he want us to find... Well, looking at the map, and this is why I ask, uh, where is Marty Rowland's house... And what points of interest are on the opposite side of the island yeah. from Marty Roland's house? Marty Roland's house is on the North Shore. Um, on the opposite side of the island, uh, there is this downtown area that you are in right now, and a lot of beach. Um, on uh, there's also the dock that, where the ferry comes from, mainly from Port Ruby, uh, brings tourists. Um, on the east side of the island, there is the boatyard, the lighthouse, the church, um, and, uh, say between Marty Rowland's house and that area, there is, uh, the cemetery, uh, where, where Ula has appeared. Nice. And, um, what are you going to do? Okay, perhaps we have some options here. We can visit the supposed house of this George Baker. I am, I can't quite uh, determine the, the exact sensation, but there is the human part of me that is saying, go to the graveyard. But we don't know why. And, uh, Goldie says, um, what is this graveyard you're talking about? Oh, the historic graveyard. Ah. It, it is, is our third significant location. Yes. What makes it significant? Oh, I arrived there when we time traveled. You arrived at the graveyard. And mm-hmm. I arrived near you. And you are, it turns out, significant. What happened there? You offered me uh, a cigarette. No, no. At the graveyard. You you arrive near me. It's a significant location. What happened at the graveyard? <gasps> Who found you? Who found you? Motherfucker. The deputy found you. We have to find those kids. Mm-hmm. We encounter I encountered uh George Baker there. And I What did, what did he say? Uh, he asked if I was causing trouble. There have been reportings of kids smoking and drinking by the tombstones. And he told you to leave? Yes. She scratches her chin. Yes, why is he doing the job of the deputy? I suspect we should teleport to the graveyard immediately. I suspect I agree. Ulez, give me teleportation roll with your uh-oh die. Ugh. It went off. <laughs> That's and a nine total. 
Uh, and Banff, you appear in the middle of the uh, uh, Crescent Bay Country Club. Um, you are on the golf course, and like a whole crowd of people who are watching, you know, a couple of old guys golf, sort of yeah. all like, you know, start whispering to each other in those hushed golf tones and pointing at you. Oh, news uh, was lying. It was the Gophers. <laughs> Watch out! And then we teleport. <laughs> Squeeze everybody's hand. <laughs> Give me another teleportation roll. Uh, ten, and I'm okay. I hope Vion is proud of me. Is it, is it, is it beware, beware the moon in every in every possible point in time. <laughs> mm-hmm. What would Vion do? Dance. That's, that's gotta be the episode. You appear at uh, Gispenst Ridge Cemetery. Um, like I said, there are about 20 graves. It's surrounded by a rickety fence. Uh, there's uh, kind of a forest up there. Um, what do you want to do? Ping! Please. <laughs> Cadrax, give me a ping roll. Uh, that's max die, so 18. Okay, Cadrax, you let off a massive ping, and you detect nothing. In fact, suspiciously nothing. Because you don't detect graves in the graves, like no coffins, nothing down there. Uh-huh. Uh, what, le- what degree of depth did I get off of an 18? Uh, pretty far down. And there are no great. It feels like dirt. It does not feel like the product of an illusion. Um, are you feeling around? Well, you know, does it does what I pung uh, correspond uh, to what I see? Pung, ping, pong, pinged, pong, sing, sang, <laughs> sung, <Okay>. sung, yeah. <laughs> um, by pang. What the reading you got back does seem to correspond with what you would expect to see if there was just simply nothing there. But it seems strange that there is nothing there because there are 20 grave markers. The markers are not responding to pick up. Problem. Oh, yes. Those are not on sonar. So the so okay, sorry, I'm, I'm the the stones themselves are showing up, but nothing underneath them. Is that correct? No, or the, the stones, stones are aren't showing up. The stones are not showing up too. Okay, that's why I was trying to. Okay, can I go touch one? Yeah, Benny, you walk over there and you are able to easily touch it. I kind of like slap it a few times and look back at my friends. Well. Possibly a very good illusion, or else maybe there's some different shielding over here. Miss Wolf? And she walks over and knocks on the gravestone. Most peculiar. Um, Can I, are any of the, are by any chance any of the names on these gravestones familiar in any way? No. Okay. 
they're they're like old timey sounding names, like you know, came over on the Mayflower type of people. All right, all right. Um, and uh, um, she draws a rune in the air. I detect magic. Any kind, particular, any location, or just in general, magic afoot? Just a general background. It's it's a weak sensation, which means somebody's doing a good job of covering it. Is there um, like a central like building here, like a groundskeeper location, or is this just the stones and a and a fence? Uh, you just see the stones and a fence. Give me an investigation. Oh, don't make me <laughs> coffee die. Let's go. That was, that's a four total. Oh, wow. No, I love worst I can do. I don't know anything about anything. Liz, you want to try? Give me an investigation roll. Um, yes, please. <laughs> Nine, 10, 11, 12. 12. Ulez, you, you look around, you don't see any building. And you start walking in the, the rows of graves. There are, let's say, you know, four rows of five. And you, looking very carefully, you have become quite the detective over your time working with this team. You are now extremely good at what you do. And you look at the graves, you look at the bluff, you look at the forest, you shuffle your feet through the grass, and then you stop on top of one particular grave. Between your detective knowledge, your detective skills, and your horticultural knowledge, you pick up the grass in this spot at this grave feels a little strange. Ah, uh, this is bizarre. Uh, is it pickable or is it like astroturf? You bend down and kind of feel it, and uh, it, it is. Oh, it. Yeah, you give me a strength roll. Oh dear, I am no strong. Ha <laughs> ha uh, I mean, I've done worse. How's a six? You pull on the grass and yeah, it is, it, it, it is sort of like, like a, like a large piece of sod almost uh, that sort of pulls door. up and it's a little heavy for you. So it, it kind of falls back down. The, um, the, the strongs will step it if we see them starting. Um, I the require strong. assistance. Yeah. Oh, Cadrax, Cadrax Nabra. Cadrax doesn't like graveyards. Cadrax died in one of those. That's you know what? That's Cadrax fair. is cool out here. This strong, <laughs> this this strong will come and, and assist. Benny, give me strength roll. All right. Ooh, hell yeah! That is thirteen. You rip that sod right off of the ground and throw it behind you. What is the name? Right what does the name on this one say? Sorry, before it. Uh, the name on this grave, Morgan Kane. All right. And uh, you just rip it right up and throw it behind you. And underneath, there is an iron door. 
I found a trap door. Is it like, is there like a lock on it or is it there just like a handle mechanism? Uh, there is a handle you try to pull on it. It seems locked. Hmm. Cadrex, from how far away can you manipulate uh, mechanisms? Enough to indulge a phobia. You can do it from out there if you want. If you can, if your voice <laughs> works like that, it's fine. And that is the implication, yes. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, go for it. So, yes. Um, uh, so, wait, are you staying outside or coming into the graveyard? I would like to see if I could do it from without. I understand the structure of all of this demands that eventually I have to go toward the thing I don't like at all, even a little, because, like, Cadrax has been to that large cemetery in Port Ruby, and they have had to return to the graveyard, but, like, small graveyard hits different. Yeah. And it I just, mean, if, um, they have, if, weirdly, some very human heebie-jeebies. If, if, I don't know if it would help at all, but maybe you could f fly over it, because then it's different than the other time. You're not walking in a graveyard. You've got eyes on the whole thing. Does that help? I suppose we will find out. And you can still do your ping from over there. That's fine, but, like... Oh, yes, that is happening at this moment. Yes, yeah, you don't have to come over here for that if you don't um, want to do it. Go 14. <laughs> um, I like to think, actually, the words that is happening at this moment uh, <laughs> has under it, to Ulysses' ear, uh, the sound. Um, you had a 14, is what you said? Correct. Uh, yeah, no, you ping and you don't detect this door either. But they're, they're trying to unlock Right? Yeah, I'm oh, complex tasking. Oh, oh no, complex no. task roll. Okay, sorry. Um, my bad. Uh, and that was a 14. So mm -hmm. you hear the clicking of a mechanism, and Benny, you pull on the door again, and it's very heavy, but you are able to pick it up, and you can sort of see now when you open it that there is a lock on the other side of the door. I see. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and uh, you see the top of a ladder, and it goes down into a deep, dark hole. So this isn't like a workspace. This isn't like a trapping someone in. This is a keeping people out when they're inside, I suppose. It's pretty big. Um, it's like there's a ladder going down and the actual hole itself is maybe, you know, I don't know, four by four or something like that. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty large square. Okay. What do we think? Can we go down? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I think a lock that can only be opened by magic or aliens is a pretty good indicator that we ought to follow what is beneath. Yes. Okay. Um, I can take, I can, I can go, I'm going to go down first. I'm not going to let Lewis go down first. <laughs> I will go, <laughs> we'll go down first. <laughs> good, because you're light. <laughs> uh, Benny, do you flame on? I suppose, actually, we have multiple sources. That's true, yeah. I'm gonna... Like, your hair is just ambiance, isn't it? All yeah. the time, yeah, yeah. Since I'm heading yeah. down first, though, they won't be down before me, so I'm gonna... I think I'll just hand, hand fire, uh... And okay, so you're, go, you're going down alone. And they'll follow me, I'm assuming, but I'm going down yep. first to make okay. sure that I am the one that goes down first. Chadrax, where are you? Um, does Wolf follow Ulus? Yeah, Wolf is standing right at the side of the grave, kind of looking down into the hole. All right, then I, I'm, well, this is the part where I have to go in. Hmm. Um. Mm. Yeah, you enter, it gives you the willies, you know, it's like, but. Try flying. 
That voice comes from down the hall. Um, yeah. Hi. Yeah. yeah, I can say it quietly. You'd hear it anyways. It's true. It's it's just that that thing, like, I feel like I'm going to die in here. I'm going to go in the hole now. Where would you, where would you think you're going to die? You never die. Um, so, yeah, you you come, uh, Goldie goes in first, and then uh, you go in after her, bringing up the rear. And um, so it's Benny, Ulez, Goldie, Cadrax. And... Um, the ladder goes real far down. You would suspect you are probably beneath sea level. Cool. And at the bottom, you exit into an underground cave. Stalactites, stalagmites, the whole deal. Uh, and it's very damp and slippery everywhere. Does this give me the vibes of like the well that was under my middle school? <laughs> Benny, yeah, it, oh, uh, God. It, it does kind of remind you of that, you know. Um, <sighs> uh, any moss or like ferns that I could pick and just kind of collect as like a souvenir? Give me an investigation roll. <laughs> oh, nice. 15. You go looking for moss and ferns. You don't find anything like that. You find some uh, maybe like green slimy stuff that kind of looks like maybe it's probably like algae. Um, uh, not some, as exciting, uh, but yeah, and, ma- and maybe some seaweed uh, that is uh, down Ooh, there. Local that seaweed. Like kind of, yeah. Um, and while you are looking, you notice um, kind of scrape marks all over the rocks on the floor, as if like something had been dragging here. Uh, Alex, I encourage you to bring your attention to these drag marks. And also to the seaweed. Oh, wow. It looks like we have unlocked the lore drop. Thank you so much, everybody. Yes. Honestly, it it means the world to me to be able to uh, compensate these people for their time. And it means the world to me that y'all have supported us uh, 100% of of the time. Um, Thank you so much. It's a terrifying but wholesome streak. (laughs) You're very powerful. Much like that kelp. Well said. Oh, the drag marks on the ground. <laughs> no, this so those actually aren't wholesome. Um, I think we ought to further investigate. Yep. Do they lead anywhere telling? Um, they do seem to be going uh I mean following deeper into the cave, which okay. uh, goes towards the s- south. Okay. And when you say drag marks, I mean, like, there's a variety of drag marks. Is it something that was dragged, like, that was that had paint on it that could, that's been chipped off? Was there something that was dragged that kind of, like, created, like, those white marks in the stone? Yeah. Has it cut through the stone? It is mostly those white marks, you know, like, mm. that kind of cutting across the something surface heavy. of the stone. But something lots heavy. of them, different sizes. It looks like it was probably more than one thing being dragged in this direction. Are there footsteps going through it? Like Seems is this a thing that's pulled behind someone or or okay? Yeah, you, you don't you don't pick up footsteps if they were there. You know, like yeah. the, the just the general dampness of the cave kind of prevented them from stick, sticking. Oh, sorry. How did did Goldie react to the fire hand? By the way, <laughs> yeah, how's she doing? 
she's sort of standing back at the ladder and uh, looking at your fire hand. And she, hmm. does that hurt? Uh, no, it hasn't yet. Are you doing that with magic? Um, still unclear. I don't, I think it's like, uh, what are your opinions on reality warping? Yeah. Reality warping. I don't know if I have a formed opinion on it. That's fair. I don't really yet either, but I can do this. And yeah, that's kind of it. Well, that's not true. I can do fire based things. I don't have like really? a whole spell book. The three most interesting people I have come across in quite some time. And I know the spirit of justice, so that's really saying something, because he's very peculiar. Yes, he is. Mm. You mean the spiritual trot. Ah, you mean the vigor. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ah. I do. It's a common, common trait, th- a through, through line. Did we know that there were multiple spirits of justices? Has Vian told us that? Uh, when's um, the chain? Yeah. We do the, no, okay, 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 okay. It was mentioned. I just want to make sure. That was like, we, we do, might not we, have had all the context for it, but. Yeah, yeah but we've, you, we've you heard may even least. remember the name, you know, if you, okay. if you told mm-hmm. you who owned the chain. That's true, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Because cool. we did, he did hear the name in association with it. Um, yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, yes. I, I suppose not. Uh, things are very echoey places mm. um they are physically wet acoustically wet all of that um and i do a complex amplification see if i hear down down the way give me complex fast roll 13 you, you don't really get anything all right nothing from here we should keep well, moving I yes. presume the scrape marks on the ground are, are moving equipment in here. That's or what I imagined. Mm-hmm. Easy to follow, I guess. Mm. Perhaps somebody's building a missile silo. Hmm. Could be. So you proceed into the cave. Um, you walk for, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes or so. Um, and, uh, Eventually, you come to another ladder going up. Huh. Uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll start up. Ping. Give me ping roll. 17. Well, your ping goes off successfully, but whatever is protecting this place from being readable works down here, too. So mm. you, you you kind of get no reading. Huh. I get it now. Remember in the Frit Manor? The same mm. thing? The Anna, Anna Cook? Yes. Yeah. Same. But magic well, I don't not know if it's anywhere meaningful hmm. or not. Let's find out. Maybe it's dumping us back where we started in some weird, mm-hmm. twisted, magic-y way. Only one way to find out. I'm going to go up. Who, who goes up for... Okay, Benny, you go up. Who goes next? Um, I'll go next. Yeah. But, like, you sure? a good... I'm not sure. I'm happy to. Okay, okay. That's perfectly fine. Do you want to just fly up with me? We don't have to do oh, a ladder. 
could we? My tiny arms are so tired. I floated on the way down, but I was at the back, so it was not... I did not make that clear as an option, and also I was extremely anxious. Very fair. Are you feeling okay now? I am still extremely anxious, but also with that letdown feeling of adrenaline that humans apparently experience, it's incredibly unpleasant. Their endocrine system is designed horribly, we float. And then he's like, <laughs> Benny's like looking down the chair and she's it's not great. And then she keeps climbing. No. <laughs> and uh, Goldie comes up last. Um, Benny, you get to the top. There is an iron door. Can I manipulate it in any way? Like, can I? Give me strength roll. Okay. Okay. Whoa. Ah, oh, that did not land in, uh, anywhere. Okay, here we go. Try Ooh, that's only a nine. Um, you try, you push on it, and it is extremely heavy. Going from underneath are, while balancing is hard. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you are able to kind of pick it up and, and eventually get it over, but your, your, your control of what you are doing is so poor that it just swings open oh. and there's a loud crash. Oh, I don't think we have the element of surprise anymore. No. Goldie, I would think not. <sighs> uh, can then I try else? again? <laughs> um, well, I'm sorry, what'd you say? Can I try again? I think it's open now. Not an open. It's open. just, oh, yeah, it it's open. went over. Oh, well, I thought it slammed back down onto me. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, shoot. Okay. No, it slammed open. open. I see. Okay. I'm going to. What, what do I see? <laughs> you peek up. And you find yourself in uh, kind of a concrete bunker. Um, it's maybe like a, um, you know, like a bomb shelter or something like that. You can see uh, there's a hall leading in one direction um, and uh, a, a little room with a closed door uh, off to the opposite side. Um, and uh, what do you do? I'll fire out and pull myself up and help my allies up. All right. Um, everybody comes up. Is that the deal? Yeah. If any okay. sense, it's pretty clear. You come up and you find yourself standing in this room. Uh, I will say, you know, to the east side of the room is that closed door. To the west side of the room, uh, there's a hallway. Um, and uh, on the north side of the room, uh, there's like kind of like a corner uh, that looks like, you know, it, it bends around uh, maybe into another hall or something. And uh, you hear footstep and then from around the corner comes marty roland hmm. uh who says see you found the entrance to the tunnel but he goes marty roland big fan no well, i'm not feeling like he, signing autographs today but thank you i was gonna ask no i'm not really a fan um i'd like to put ula's down yeah that i might oh. shing Mm -hmm. Betty's just I'll talking at him that. right now, trying to like, hello, I like to do something. But he's like, are you sure? I, like, I don't have uh, a pen on me, but I, uh, one of us is, has, Betty, she's just saying, <laughs> she's just talking out of her ass. <laughs> and Marty says, uh, I knew I was taking a chance with the tunnel, but uh, necessary evil, I needed somewhere very discreet to load all my equipment into here. Next time I'll... I'll hide it better, I guess. And uh, Goldie says, there won't be a next time, Marty. And Marty says, oh, yes, there will. See, I figured they'd send someone like you, Goldie. So this time I came prepared. And from the hallway, 
behind you comes Deputy Baker. And he says, hello, Miss Wolf. And Goldie looks puzzled. She says, do I know you? And suddenly the deputy shapeshifts, kind of looks a lot like when Vion transforms into another person. Um, And uh, what you see is... um, Hang on. You see a man wearing a black coat, uh, sorry, a black cloak with a hood pulled over his head. If I had to cast him, I would say he's John Sim. For those uh, who recognize, he played the master in the David Tennant uh, Doctor Who series. Oh, see, I need those references. Thank you. Damn, good actor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's the best. Yeah. Good um, Fuck yeah. And Goldie says, Elias Vorton. And Elias says, in the flesh. Marty says, now if you excuse me, I have a missile to launch. This country does love their rockets and bombs, and I hate to disappoint an audience. No, 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 no. And he vanishes around the corner. I Ah. Oh. Um, Before you do that, Ah. you... You step towards him, and Elias yep. Vorton waves his hand, and five gargoyle creatures just materialize in front of you. Um, Goldie yells, someone has to stop him from launching that missile! I, on it. Kadrax, you're on it? Do gargoyles fly? Okay, Kadrax, <laughs> you take to the air. Give me a uh, give me coordination roll. Uh, that's let's see, twelve. Okay, and you easily whoosh right over the heads of the gargoyles and past Elias Vorton around the corner. We'll get to you in a second. Uh, Benny, Ulez, Goldie, uh, me. Um, give me uh, um, initiative rolls. Yeah, some initiative. All right, it's party time. I love the choice of gargoyles. I'm very excited about that. Uh, eight. Uh, so, wait, Benny got six. Ulez, you said you got eight? Yeah. Okay, so it's Ulez, Benny, the gargoyles, and then Goldie. Um, is uh, Elias in the same yeah. turn order as the uh, or is he oh, left? Oh, yeah, I forgot to roll for Elias. God, well, thank you. Don't you don't have to roll for him. You can just No, no. Uh-huh. I also, much like Marty Roland, I hate to disappoint the crowd. So, yeah, <laughs> Elias, uh, Elias goes after Benny. So it's Ulez, like Benny, Elias, Gargoyles, and then Goldie. Um, Ulez, you go first. All right. Uh, so what I think I'm gonna do is, I mean, Ulez isn't really, like, a violent person, but, like, they understand the stakes, and gargoyles? Gargoyles? That can hit some gosh darn gargoyles. <laughs> um, so, I'm trying to think of, like, where Ulez would have seen a really cool tumble, like a nice somersault, and then a stand-up, and they want to use their light blast with the gargoyles lined up in a row and just max-only blast my way through them. 
So like you like tum like you know there's kind of like Kirk Fu right you know you kind of do that like jump into a barrel roll and then come yes! out of it and like yes. pop yeah okay the Captain Kirk's trademark move I was like, okay I'm not as familiar yeah. thank you <laughs> known as Kirk Fu oh. um, yeah uh, as a fighting style um, so uh, but you're doing it with a blast so Ulez yeah. uh, give me oh how would we do this uh, give me a give me a cool uh, no this is prowess you know what this is straight prowess um, give me a prowess roll. It's a power move. Could I? Well, you're going to have to roll for your blast also, but the actual barrel roll part of it, of course. that's prowess. Well, uh, how's a five? Total five? Yeah. Okay. You dive into the barrel roll and just kind of fall like flat, like roll on it, but fall onto your back and you're laying on oh. the floor. Give me your power roll. <laughs> Max, 11. And yeah, you, you barrel roll into it and just like fall on your back and then just blast like right off the floor. Um, and you hit that gargoyle for, uh... oh wow, for major success. That dude's grapple. Um, your, your blast, uh, your light blast is five. Um, so energy drain versus willpower. Um, yeah, so you take five stamina from that gargoyle. Uh, you, you, you can tell you damaged the gargoyle. It, it shrieks and it's, you know, its wings kind of retract a little bit. Um, okay, and I'm on the ground. <laughs> uh, yes, you are laying on your back. Um, which brings up Benny Beckett. Hello, it's Benny time. Um, I'm going to, how far back is Vorton from the gargoyles? Like, see behind them? Um, he's kind of, yeah, standing, like, right behind them. I would like to lava on, because I can do that immediately now. Uh, and, like, yeah, you, you lava on, but it is a little bit different this time. Mm -hmm. um, something seems to have happened when you warped reality. Now, we know your younger self got your powers, but your older self, your power seems not unaffected as... You lava on, the lava is now, why don't you describe it? So I don't think she can see, I think she can feel that something feels different, but I don't think she can see it, but everyone else in the room would see her, her, her burst into her lava form that kind of like pours out of her much more smoothly than it probably ever has. And in these swirls of lava, there is like, it's normally this like orangey gold color, but there are like these swirls of like that white um, from the, you guys weren't there when it happened, but that, that huge blast where her lava turned white when she was by the, the, the house, by the cabin, that those, there's like swirling in between, uh, that, uh, that orange. And there are these like small wisps of, of other colors, just very, very tiny, like a wisp of like a blue or like a, like a magenta, uh, maybe like a green or a purple, like swirling through very, very faintly, but it's mainly like mostly orange, a significant portion of the white. And then like the teeny tiny wisps of color. Love that. Um, <laughs> and when that comes on, yeah, Ulez, you see the the new Benny look. Um, Benny, what do you do? So can I run past the gargoyles? Um, you can you can try. I would like to. Uh, I would like to get between Wharton and the gargoyles. That would be the attempt. Give me a coordination roll. Okay. Uh, um do could okay. It, this is an attribute roll, and I have my lava on, which theoretically would make me bad to touch. Can I add my my power uh, skill specialty? 
This is just an attribute roll, and I'm lava. This is a borderline call, but I'm going to say yes. because I always ask. I'll try. Try and fault on the side of making it more exciting. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. I don't know how good I am at these. Oh, yeah, that's a max roll. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's 12. Oh, wow. So, yeah, you just kind of dive past them. One of the gargoyles kind of, you know, kind of grabs at you, but like as it feels the heat, it like pulls back and shrieks. It touches me. It takes no damage, but if it just, if it doesn't, that's fine. <laughs> land right between Marty and the five gargoyles. And Benny's there, like lava form, glowing eyes. They're now like glowing, probably more of like a white yellow. Uh, and uh, she goes, hi, winks at him and I'm going to burst <laughs> in between him and all of the gargoyles. Yes. <laughs> okay, so all of your powers in your aura right now, right? So it's yeah. nine? Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. give, me, um, give me a power roll. Okay. Uh, yes. Here we go. Okay, that's a 14. 14. They all try to jump out of the way when you burst. Uh, yeah, it erupts from her. Like, like we've talked about the, the um, like, a volcanic eruption before, but it's got this, like, these, like, halos, this, like, color that comes out of it now with this white, this, like, burst... It's like not just lava. It's got like a little bit of like an uh, iridescence almost to it with the new colors. Fun um, explosion. They all try to get out of the way. Nobody successfully gets completely out of the way. Get wrecked. All of the gargoyles shriek. Um, and Elias Vorton, you know, tries to pull his cloak over him. And, and, and you can see it like it burn, you know, away, exposing his arm. And he kind of lowers it looking super pissed off now. But you can tell you have damaged... All six of them. Mm-hmm. It's nine. Um, it's just, it was just power, so that's like nine, right? Yeah, if they don't, uh, if they have before, um, say, before well, their saves. I'm not going to tell you how much it is because it is a degree. Of oh success, no, that's right. That's so just. I was oh, just letting you. Yeah. That's what my. That's what my power. Is. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I got before that. before um, they if they have any other fancy stuff. Just, yeah. So that brings up Elias. Um, Elias Vorton. He fires a blast, then bursts at all three of you. Um, give me... Uh, um, wait, are you trying to take it, or are you trying to dodge it? What's the difference between those two rolls? <laughs> um, coordination if you're trying to dodge, um, just, you know, uh, strength if you're, if you're going to try and weather it. Okay. Okay, have we? T- I think I've tried to do this before. I'm so sorry. I, like the an area of effect, like a burst. If I try to interpose, that won't work, right? No, I don't think so. Okay. Plus, you're standing. Yeah, it's like you you just you just made your move, so it's like yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's still my yeah yeah yeah. Okay, it would give up my next my next turn probably, but okay, yeah, I can't do it with an AOE. Um, no, I don't think I don't think so. Did it that way? Um, no, I'm saying I don't think we can. I think I've asked before, and I couldn't. yeah. Okay. So okay, okay. I'm gonna try to take it. All right, Ulez. What about you? I would like to roll out of the way, please. <laughs> Give me coordination, Ulez. Do a little barrel roll. Uh, eleven. Ulez, you roll along the ground and Fucking get roll. free of the magic burst, Benny. You 12. take a blast. Um, Twelve, which is absorbed entirely uh, by uh, your um, damage resistance. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he he does he does hit you, and you would have been damaged, but you are cool. Um, and, Very hot, uh, actually. <laughs> go, you are extremely hot. Sorry. Um, and uh, Goldie takes a hit, and you can hear her kind of ah. She 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 feels that and looks pretty angry. Um, before we get to the gargoyles, um, Tadrax, you swoop around that corner and you see Marty uh, run to a wall. He touches the wall and it revolves and he disappears behind the wall. I'd like to blast through the wall. Um, give me a blast roll. Uh, 15. No, sorry, 16. Okay, they easily just boom. You blast away, and it, it it's 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 such a powerful blast. Like the whole bunker kind of shakes. You even all the three of you feel it back. You know at the at the site where you're fighting the gargoyles around the corner. Um, the rocks break away, uh, and uh, you see Marty. He is now standing in like a control room full of like kind of like 1940s like technology, you know, radio stuff and like, very primitive kind of looking machines. And uh, he turns to you and he says, "You're too late. Say goodbye to Port Ruby." I'm going to continue moving into him and through the panel. You keep moving towards him and you feel the whole building starts to like rumble. Yeah, I'm gonna put the guy through a panel. Give me a prowess roll. I realize now I had switched to Aura, so I should have been significantly lower on the blast. It was a four on the die for what that was worth. Uh, I apologize for the error. It's okay, we'll um, just say it was close enough. Yeah. So I'll consider myself not as having my aura on now. Um, so that prowess roll is only a 12. You punching with your hands or you're using your plasium buckler or what are you doing? I'm, I'm going to be using my buckler. That sounds like it hurts more. All right. You just crack him and he just goes flying and smashes into one of the machines. There's like sparks fly everywhere. And he immediately, I mean, Marty, not a particularly tough guy just slides down and falls on the floor unconscious. Um, you can feel the whole building rumbling around you. I'm going to go save Port Ruby from this missile, but first you should know. I stole your fiddle. <laughs> he doesn't move because he's out like a light. Um, yeah. Uh, I want to use the vibrations to localize where this launch bay is. I want to find the out. Give me a complex task roll. 16. Um, you follow the vibrations back into the hallway, around uh, past the point where he went through the secret passage. Um, you're going in the opposite direction where the team is fighting the gargoyles and you fly down another hall and then uh, there is another one of these ladders that leads up and you shoot up, uh, you know, I mean, just fly right up past the ladder and at the top uh, there is one of these iron doors. Um, how do you want to open this? Uh, blast. Blast it off at fingers. Give me a blast roll. They're, they are the harmonic resonance juggernaut right now. 
16. It's the only number this die rolls at the moment. All right, we will come right back to you. Um, the gargoyles attack. Um, I am going to do them as minion combat style. I'm just going to make one roll for them, and then I'll dole out some damage to y'all if, if, if they are able to do damage. Um, they shoot acid blasts out of their mouth in the direction of the three of you. So uh, give me, you know, coordination if you're trying to dodge, um, strength if you're going to try and weather it. Gosh, I will roll for Goldie. Eight. Yeah, to run away. To roll away. I'm still on the ground. I'm still rolling. Eleven to stand my ground and take I it. Can. All right. Um, <laughs> Benny, eleven to stay on the ground. Stand stand my ground. I, I'm uh, still on the ground. Stand your ground and take it. Um, they roll a moderate success. Right. Um, you, you, you hit it. Uh, you get hit with the acid. Um, whatever this acid is, your damage absorption does not quite seem uh, to Bubbles fu- fully into the function. Liquid. Yeah, yeah. kind of mixes with the lava. Ooh. Ooh, um, that being like said, it. it is not as bad as it could, could be. be. Yeah. Um, Benny, you take five damage. Okay. Ulez, you said you got an eight? Yeah. Okay, you roll out of the way. You also... Uh, Hit with a moderate success. Um, oh no! I've got plasium armor. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You have the plasium armor. Damage is four. So that's really. I forget. It's so good. Ah. Well, you've been stacking. Well, it's plus also, a bunch of things have added to it. You also lose five stamina. You are down <laughs> two. Um, and uh, Goldie is also hit. She kind of. Nice you know, recoils at getting hit by it. Um, it kind of burns away the sleeve oh, of her clothes. You can see a scar like form down her mm. arm. Um, and then she fires a blast at Elias Vorton. And a punch and she face. hits him, taking a little more stamina off of Elias Vorton. He definitely recoils and uh, um, does not look happy uh, being hit by the blast. That brings up Ulez Galley. Uh, light blast to get some of my health back. Yeah. Um. Again, the gargoyles. I know that's not who I should be hitting, but Ulez can't. That's okay. They you have a hard time hitting people. That's okay. You get them down. It's yeah. yeah. It's good. Um. Give me a light blast roll. I want to spend a point of determination to make it a blast blast. Oh, get everybody. Yeah. Oh, like oh, a, like a gargoyles. Bur- like a burst blast. Burst mm-hmm. blast. Yeah. Thank you. That was the word. Okay, uh, you are using strangely protective. Yeah, that feels correct. Cause like uh, we're getting shit on a little, a little bit. Okay, that works. Mages, um, huh? Yeah, you can also probably draw on. You know, if you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. Yeah. So it's yeah. like you got your options. Um, so what did you get? Uh, five and four is nine. Um. Okay, that is a moderate success, mm-hmm. but it's a moderate success is a blast, so you draw one point from each gargoyle, bringing you back up to seven. <gasps> yeah! Oh, my light buddy. brightens up again. <laughs> and, and, and you hear Goldie like, wow, that's fantastic. Very interesting people. Um, <laughs> and that brings up Benny. Oh, yeah, I'm going to punch this dude in the face. Like, <laughs> we got lava on. 
I'm just, I just, she shakes out like, so I think like some of the like acid like drips out between some of the lava and she like shakes it off and uses that momentum. She's just going to punch him, punch him straight in the, straight in the face. Give me prowess roll. He didn't move away from me. That was his mistake. Mm. <laughs> okay. Prowess. That is, okay. I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> that's a, that's a max roll. So that's a 19. <laughs> Um, you hit Elias Vorton, he tries to dodge out of the way, uh, you score a massive success. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is, I he, believe, uh, 16 damage? Un uh, unedited, but that's 16 damage. <laughs> yeah, he absolutely just, his head cracks against the stone wall behind him, the concrete wall, um, at cement, whatever it was. And uh, you can you you hear like this audible like you know like, like a crack like 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 an like an egg cracking only like really loud and a second it happens the far five gargoyles just blink kind of out of existence. Huh. Are you okay? Is everybody okay? And, and Goldie's like, that's some punch. I, 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 I'm I'm getting good, I'd say. Um, I would say you are. Cadrex. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, uh, contact Cadrex. I am going to heal Goldie. Okay. No, ask Meanwhile, me I can't. I can't contact Cadrex. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, Goldie, see, you know, says, you know, you should really have one of those. And she draws a rune in the air. And Ulez, uh, your um, calm suddenly like glows. And then, like, a second one of it just appears right next to it, kind of right next to your ear, and drops to the floor. Oh, And cool. Goldie kind of picks it up and hands it to you and is like, I, mean, I, I gotta turn off. find that identical. Yeah, I turn off my lava, and I'll pick it up and... Yeah, oh. you now have a comm device that yeah. works exactly like all the other ones do. Yay! Thank you, now, Goldie. Now, meanwhile, at the same time that all this was happening, Cadrax, mm -hmm. you blast that iron door off with the utmost ease and fly up and you immediately come out of the ground next to the lighthouse. And you can see that the top of the lighthouse has kind of re retracted and the lighthouse is actually this giant missile silo and it fires a missile straight up into the air. The missile is incredibly fast, probably faster than you are what do you want to do? It will have so much more velocity than I can possibly have if I let it have any degree of acceleration. Uh, you, can, you can certainly spend some determination to try and catch it if you want, but, you know, that is a, this is your discretion. Two points. Two, three, three points of community determination? There are three, three points oh of community God. determination, and Cadrax themselves has one. Yes. Use it all. Loaded. Here's... All right. Here's what I will put forth to all as I launch myself up toward the missile. I could try to blast it and detonate it early, but it has to get clear of the island. I have to get 
blast myself up to it to catch it. And then once it's far enough away, it has to detonate. So I am going to initiate my flight, but in the same way that I tried very long ago and that I saw Sunny, that I saw the Knights of the Red do many times, blast up with their voice to get some height. I'm going to use mine to push that extra bit because gosh, can I get some push yes. from that. You know what? That's brilliant. Um, give so me a complex task determination roll. to stunt. Uh, okay. Yours or the community? Um, mine. This is... Okay. It, it, could you also use determination to up the level, power level? Would that make well, you faster? So what this will be, in fact, is um, an extra effect on my harmonic resonance mm -hmm. for flight at my harmonic resonance level mm -hmm. rather than use my own flight. Got it. Very cool. This is, I love this. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Kadrax, uh, what, what are you using? Like a pulled my oath? Yes. Okay. Um, give me your complex task roll. I can't see the die from this angle. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, it's a 16. <laughs> you blast your voice kind of behind and and it, it's it, you know it's like a turbo boost you shoot out following the rocket as it like heads over the bay and going faster than you have ever gone before you are probably flying i would say you know level five level six by now um and and, and just shooting like a, like a jet um and uh you find yourself right beneath the rocket um as it clears the Crescent Bay area, you can see the skyline of Port Ruby in the distance. See you soon. Find beyond. Blast. Give me a blast roll. I'd like to call on the community determination. Thank you. What, uh, what, what quality are you using? Uh, I, uh, I don't want to call on upholding my oath, although this is part of sort of that same vibe necessarily. Yeah. One of us, all of us. If you're but, using yeah, that's the thing. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm that works too. Port Ruby. And if there's, what more Port Ruby sentiment is there? Then you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. It's like the end of that first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. Yeah, yep, You yep. mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. I had never thought of it in that context until this moment. It's a great movie. How'd you do? Dirty 20. Whoa! Cadrax, you swoop around so you are now flying kind of with, you know, facing up at the sky, up at the missile, and you fire a blast with absolutely at all the determination that you have got in your soul. And that rocket, big enough to, you know, to deal massive damage to Port Ruby, 
explodes. Your damage resistance, nothing compared to that. And everything goes black as along with the shell of the missile, you just fall into the bay and sink. Do we, have we gotten out? Can we, do we see that happen? Um, no, you were still, uh, um, say, you know, making your way, you had to climb, you know, find the ladder first and, and, and make your way up. Um, or, or, or Liz, Liz could have teleported you back to the cemetery. I most likely would have done that. We're not going so, down that tunnel. Like, it was a creepy tunnel. So we can say that, you know, as you get back, you know, to, as you appear in the cemetery, uh, you can see, you know, sort of the smoke in the sky over the bay. Can we see? Um, like- I'll also say by this point, uh, it is getting kind of dark. Can we see like where like a a, a disturbance in the water? Um, give me an investigation roll. Anybody who wants to look yeah. for Liz, do you in see the water. it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's in the water. Let's see what I find out. Twelve. Because I'm headed Liz, down there. No, but like regardless, I'm moving. You you look, but you know water reform you know it's like unless you were watching the minute they fell in you know it's like the the, the water the surface of the water just becomes the surface of the water i get um, i get i'm i'm benny benny's running like running at the beach um i want to take a point of community determination and i want to find the, the warmth that's they just fell i'm going to find that heat yes um they were far. They were flying as fast as a jet. Yeah, uh, I'm turning. You, I'm getting. getting I'm turning into a giant, and I, a lava, and I'm oh. going. I am charging into the ocean as a giant lava supernova monster, and I'm going to find my friend. Right, <laughs> I so would like Artemis. Yeah, <laughs> giant Benny, lava form, walking through the water. To Just oh my god, moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. white swirly stuff yeah. just all over the giant it's more, there's this time this is the second time she's done it there's a little bit more of that that silvery uh as you going grow through. you you shoot into the sky and suddenly fireworks start appearing like in the sky over the bay and you hear people applauding and like you know some of them are pointing to you and you hear somebody like this is the best show they've ever done um and you head off into the bay benny give me this is a stunt, so mm-hmm. give me, um, you, you paid your coordination. What mm-hmm. quality are you using? I am going to uh, use fear, Fiercely Loyal. Fear, oh, great. I am uh, not gonna way, let them gonna be alone. F- just a few minutes over here, folks. Um, so, Cad, uh, you walk, give me um, a, I guess this would be- Is this awareness? Oh, yeah, like- On uh, a power roll? Or, or is it a power roll? I feel like uh, oh, it's a detection. I'm, I'm doing, deta- I'm doing, heat, right? I'm doing yeah, detections. I'm doing detections. That's what it is. I couldn't remember how I did it. Yeah, I'm I'm adding basically detection to my detect heat. Okay, and I'm moving fast so that I can get out there because I'm big. So it's power. That is. Oh my god! I can. I'm stressed. I can do math. That's a thirteen. Um, you. It is. It is ever so faint. But using the smoke in the sky from the explosion as your guide, you are able to get to the spot. And you reach down 
and, and, and no, I, I, sink, I sink down underwater. I don't have to breathe or any, when I'm lava, I don't need any life support. Mass. So I just, I go, I submerge and get smaller. Um, not, not all and the way the, small, but small enough that I can, I have a better sense of like scale. <laughs> and, and with the bright light from, you know, your lava, Flowing through you the are ocean. able to find <laughs> Cadrax right. sinking now almost at the bottom. I'm going to shrink to normal size, like in front of them, kind of suspended. Um, how far down are we? Are we, are we super far? Um, uh, 20,000 leagues. Uh, no, um, like you I are, I'll be able to swim us up is what I'm asking. Um, yeah, I, I would say, right. it, yeah, it's, you okay. don't it's, breathe. Pretty, mm-hmm. it's pretty deep, but you don't to. have to breathe. So yeah. Okay. And he's going to kind of, she's, we're underwater, um, but she knows the best way that she's going to be able to get us out of here is if she stays lava. So she just kind of says like into the water, there's not really, it's like muffled. So, sorry, Cadrex. Um, and I'm going to grab you mostly by um, the sides of your coat, like grab the, um, like the sides of your coat and bunch it up. And I'm going to use uh, my uh, stretch to make my legs into like mermaid tail, like a fin and push, push us up as fast as I can. So I don't have to touch them for very long. Lava mermaid. Um, I'm not even going to make a roll for that. I love this so much. It just, it works. As and it's dark. Device. It's dark. And there's this just glow coming from the top of the ocean. So Ulez yes. just sees this glow get smaller and smaller and smaller. And then bigger and bigger and bigger again, as it like bubble, it's bubbling too. Cause she's hot. Oh God. Yeah. Bubbles up and out of the water. That is amazing. Um, and and you make it back to shore with Cadrax's body. Once I'm once um, I'm above water, I'm going to turn back into Venny so I can carry them and swim, <laughs> so I don't hurt them. I just needed to get out of the water. Well, with the lava. Sure. Keep things moving. I'm mm-hmm. going to say. Yeah, yeah. So I do, I'm not touching. I don't want to touch them for very long. <laughs> lava, you, you bring you bring Cadrax's body uh, back to Cottage Twenty Nine at the Crescent Cottage, and uh, Cadrax, you wake up shooting back to life as you tend to do but this time not eight hours not seven hours not six hours but not even five hours four hours after you died this time eight seven six four um and uh do they come oh. back healed or how, how do they come back yeah how do they look um, Kadrax, I, I would say, you know, you probably have some kind of accelerated healing, but that is a power in the game, so it probably is imperfect. So it's like you probably have scars from the time that, you know, you were half turned to stone, um, you know, bullet hope wounds, stuff like that, unless well, Ulez heals them I was gonna or something. Say- while they were asleep, I was going to have Ulez transfer yeah. healing from me into Kadrex. Ulez went into medical mode. They had to figure, yeah. like help out. So Kadrax, they're not hurting when they wake up. Some, we spent yeah. the four hours doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And narratively, I will say that is all success. We're not okay. in the heat of combat here. Yeah. Um, and Kadrex, you, you are back and conscious. Punched them. Really good. And, and, and Goldie's like, did she ever? I wish you could have heard the crack. You okay? I'll live. Huh? Yeah, you will. <laughs> you are good at that, yeah. And uh, 
Goldie makes a drink and spends the night making eyes at Kajax. And um, may I ask? Uh, yeah. Uh, kind of in the moment, Goldie. Um, is there some sort of body removal process that um, we should take advantage of in that bunker? Do you have a team to investigate the bunker to dissemble all of the pieces and to make sure nobody else can access it ever again? Oh, don't worry. I will report it to, to the correct authorities. Okay, well, we thank you. And I'm going to get to work on taking that barrier down as well. Elias Vorton's very powerful, but I think I'll figure it out eventually. And uh, let's say the three, the four of you are able to rest up at Goldie's Cottage. And uh, the next morning, um, you head into downtown where you are able to catch the Doggy Talent Show. Um, real fast here, yeah. since we're a little <laughs> bit over. Um, I'm going to ask you each to tell me what you see at the Doggy Talent Show, uh, starting with um, uh, Cadrax Eversinger. Yes, Cadrax has... Uh... Marty Rowland's liberated fiddle by their side as they observe a competition called The Song of My People, uh, <laughs> whereby the dogs engage to determine the best awu. Uh, it seems somehow particularly resonant for them. Ulez Galley, what do you see at the Doggy Talent Show? Hmm. I... <laughs> I'm just going to go with my original idea. Um, doggy tetherball. Oh. And two dogs and like, you know, the pole, the rope, the ball at the end, and they have to boop it back and forth. The games go on for a very long time. It's very intense. Like the longest match today lasted like a full hour. And the crowd was cheering the entire time. Man, screw baseball. That should be the national pastime. Yeah. Um, yes. Benny Beckett, what do you see at the Doggy Talent Show? So I, Caitlin Bruder, very recently learned that there is doggy ball dancing. Not like ball dancing, but like, like you do dance, choreographed dance routines with your dog, like <laughs> in basically in like the, the big showrooms. It, it's amazing. And I definitely need to see several of those routines. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it is a good time. And after it's over, uh, you all um, meet up with Goldie again. And she says... Uh, she contacted uh, Prime Minister Churchill, who talked to the FBI, and uh, they rounded up the rest of Marty's men. And she says, um, uh, after, after having someone talk to all of Roland's prisoners, I realized that they were all people who had seen parts of his operation. Some saw mm. equipment being loaded into the tunnels and the graveyard. Some were people who caught men building the silos and the lighthouse, things like that. But no matter, the Crescent Bay Coast Guard have uh, rounded them all, all, of, all of Marty's men up. So it's over. And uh, as for me, I will be uh, headed back to England after I figure out uh, how to get rid of this barrier. These small American towns always give me the willies to scratch beneath the surface of the country clubs and the regattas, and there's always a Marty Roland or two. <sighs> but before I go, I've been thinking about your uh, problem. If I take the barrier down, perhaps your friend returns and you can time travel again. Now, and she's about to say something, when Benny, those two little kids you met when you got here on the beach, they, they kind of come running up to you, uh, little boy and little girl, and the little girl oh, says, hey. hi, um, hi. Rem remember when I said I got distracted right before my brother started drowning? Yeah. 
I got distracted because of this. And she holds out the time shifter crystal to you. There was this blue flash and it just dropped into the sand from nowhere a few feet from where we were playing. I know it's yours. I can read people's thoughts and I saw everything. And then the little boy says, Althea, come on. And she says, yeah, one second, Ozzy. And she turns to you and says, thanks, Benny. And then the two of them run off into the crowd. And Goldie says, is that the time shifter? Yeah. Hmm. Well, maybe I can help you even sooner then. If Elias's mystic shield kept your friend from materializing because he's a spirit of justice, his essence is still out there, just floating in the time stream. Since you're all part of the same loop, he, he should just re- reappear wherever you make your next jump. Can I see that for a moment? Yeah, yeah. And she looks at it. Hmm. I've always wanted to try this. And she hands it back to you, Benny. And uh, she joins hands with the three of you. And then she tries to draw a rune in the air. And nothing happens. And then she's... Right, it's, it's, it's more of a curve and then the, okay, okay, wait, okay, I think I've got this. You got this. And she tries it again and the crystal starts to glow. And as soon as it does, she lets go of your hands. And the glow gets brighter and brighter and brighter. And then it flashes so brightly that for a moment, all you can see is blue and then bam. When the blue light fades, you find yourself standing on a rocky shore. It is a cool, clear day, and all you can hear is the sound of the breeze and the water lapping against the beach. Vion is laying at your feet, unconscious. Behind the sand to your west, there is a thick forest that stretches as far as you can see in either direction. To the north, There's a river and across it, there's another body of land also covered in a dense forest. When you look due west across the water, you see a tiny island in the tip of a peninsula. And due south, you see a much larger island and it begins to dawn on you. It's Port Ruby. You're on the shoreline of what in your time is Fort Tremble, but it and in your time, there's, there's a water taxi stand here. You've stood here. You've seen this view before. But right now, there's nothing. Whatever time this is, Port Ruby is not there. And we're going to pick up right there two weeks from now. Um, thank you so much, everybody, for sticking with us. Um, we are taking next week off. Uh, so... Uh, some of our players can do some stuff, but we will be back on uh, April 17th. And uh, I'm telling y'all right now, this is going to be a pivotal episode in the whole run of power play. Um, last two of the season are always sort of like our big two-part finale. And uh, for people who have been watching the whole time, you know that often uh, that 
episode nine is bigger than episode 10. Um, so April 17th, be right back here. Um, real quick, go around the table, tell the good people where they can find you, uh, starting with um, B Zelda. Hello, all. I have been the shocked, confused, and appalled, but pleasantly surprised. B Zelda. You can find me on Twitter as at B underscore Zelda. I'm a podcaster, streamer, community manager for D&D Adventures League. And gosh, heck, thank you, Rick. Oh, thank you, B. This was such a fun one. Oh, my God. I love watching Willis do detective stuff. You <laughs> are truly the greatest detective in the universe. In the universe. Um, Caitlin Bruder. Hi, I'm Caitlin Bruder, and I was given a lot of plot things over our last a couple of episodes. Good golly. Um, you can find me on Twitter, uh, KKAMABR, for all of my things that I'm doing. You can find me on Wednesdays at twitch.tv slash rule of lore. Um, and you can make me send you confetti in an envelope, amongst other things, if you check out my coffee, which is uh, Bruder Caitlin. <laughs> and Sam DeLev. I was, am, and will be Cadrax Nazi Puncher. Yeah. Thank you again, Woo. Rick. Uh, remember, you too can make all of your characters Nazi Punchers if you just punch enough Nazis. To see me just destroying and otherwise uh, deriving justice from uh, stories across the internet, please follow me on Twitch. Uh, my schedule is twitch.tv slash delevely, D-E-L-E-V-E-L-Y. And on Twitter for all my one-offs at Tchaikovsky, C-H-A-I-K-O-V-S-K-Y. Uh, in particular, please join me on Tuesday for the premiering episode of Demi Plain's Children of Airte after show on the Airte, a pun so bad it could only have come from me. <laughs> Sam DeLev, um, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, and... Um... Uh, I'm Rick Bud. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at rbud913, or you can follow the show at Powerplay RPG. I will be back here with uh, all four of our heroes uh, on April 17th, so two weeks from today. Um, and once again, um, Crescent Bay is a creation of uh, our incredible friend Omar Najam. Um, I, I, this whole episode is to pay tribute to him in the incredible setting that he created. And I kind of tried to remix some of the elements of his book, you know, uh, to get them in there. Um, I, I, I hope I even came close to doing it justice, but um, you can decide for yourself by going to our Discord and reading The Maritime Mystery at the Crescent Cottage, which is just too freaking brilliant to be believed. Thank you, Omar. And on that, the theater goes dark, and we are on uh, Bray Island. It is, oops, I forgot to write down a date. I think, uh, uh, sorry, wait, hang on. I've got the date. No, I've got it. Give me one second. Uh, sorry. Damn it. See, sometimes my notes, just not all they could be. Um, we are on Bray Island, and it is uh, Friday, September 17th, 2020. Uh, sorry, 2021. Friday, September 17th, 2021. I could possibly make that more confusing. Um, it is day, and we are at Astro headquarters. Technicians and scientists frantically race around, conferring with each other, monitoring equipment, trying to do their jobs in what is clearly a state of barely restrained panic. In one of the conference rooms adjacent to the main monitoring bay, Dr. Sutton, uh, played by Elliot Page, and Dr. Mosley, played by William Jackson Harper, are sitting at a table. 
Dr. Sutton watches stoically as Dr. Mosley talks to someone on the phone. Uh, Mosley says, we don't know, sir. Apparently the ships move much faster than we believed they would. He listens. Uh, yeah, well, that doesn't matter right now. They're here, and our sensors are saying they're spreading out in orbit, surrounding the planet. And he listens again. So far, the ships have only been spotted over major cities, but we don't know how long that'll be the case. They certainly have enough craft to cover a lot more territory than that. Listens again. Well, we're doing everything we can. We're monitoring the situation closely, trying to communicate with them, although we've not received any responses yet. We're conferring with the military. We've reached out to the team of supers that we sent to Spire, but they seem to be MIA right now. He listens. No, not yet. We weren't sure if... But... Yes, sir, right away. He hangs up. Dr. Sutton says, What did he say? And Mosley says, He wants us to make the call. And Sutton raises an eyebrow. You mean... And Mosley says, Yep. Sutton shakes his head. <sighs> Not sure I like this one bit. Mosley picks up the phone. Me neither, my friend. Me neither. And as he starts to dial, we cut to black. Thanks for playing with us. Hey, everyone. This is Rick. If you like what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use. Your review helps other fans find the show, which really helps us out, too. And if you're looking for other ways to support PowerPlay, follow us on Twitter at PowerPlayRPG for news about merchandise, giveaways, and everything else we do. Thank you.